I don't care if it looks like the Alabama LSU game where it's a, a nine nothing game. I really, really don't. And I've, I have long, I've long held the position that style points don't matter in the national championship game as long as you have one more actual point on the board than the team that's playing. If Georgia wins two to nothing, I don't <laughs> care. I will not leave until security makes me leave Lucas Oil Stadium. <laughs> I will not leave Indianapolis until an hour and 44 minutes before my flight because it's an hour and 50 minute drive to Louisville. I mean, I am telling you right now. So, I think we get wrapped around the axle a little bit trying to figure out, well, how Georgia going to do it? If you ask me how Georgia's going to do it, I think Georgia's going to get funky. Well, this is it. For the past four months, Georgia football has taken all of us on this magical ride of dominant performances, inspiring play, and 13 victories. There's just one huge hurdle facing them and us as fans before hopefully the 41-year drought of national championships ends for the University of Georgia football team. But there's Alabama, Nick Saban, and all of the recent failures against the Crimson Tide standing in the way of the Bulldogs, Kirby Smart, and us, their fan base. But the feelings are high on social media and in the gyms and restaurants, your conversations with friends on text messages, and with the three of us on this podcast, Monday, It can't get here fast enough, as you'll hear Tony explain, but since you're here, let's just talk about it on this episode. Hey there, my name is Scott Duvall, and you are listening to episode 300 of the Waiting Since Last Saturday podcast. I'm joined by my two co-hosts, Will Leach and Tony Waller, as we share our thoughts and predictions for the Georgia-Alabama National Championship game. And yes, a 300th episode is a big deal. It's a huge deal. We're all really proud of it, but... We'll make it a big deal about recording our 300th show sometime in the offseason because providing analysis on what the dogs need to do on offense this time around and how they can mute the Bama passing game this time around, among many other topics, is way more important than celebrating a publishing milestone for this podcast. It's the dogs versus the tide. And to quote Will from his piece that he published today on Medium, it might just happen Monday. Y'all, this might be it. It's okay to believe. It's okay to let it in. It might not happen, but it might. But it might. But it might. Now, here it is. Episode 300. Um, all right. Uh, are, we, are we ready to go? Okay. I'm, I've been waiting. Since us. Since last, last uh, Friday. Friday. Yeah. Uh, I think it is telling. Uh, we are sitting around the table. We have sat around this table many, many times. We've been outdoors. We've been in here. We've been doing this for six years now. How long have we been doing this? Six I mean, years? we started in 2015, and it's 2022. So seven years. So it'll, be seven, it'll years be seven years this years. summer. 300 episodes, guys. 300 episodes. I mean, this Today, is 300 episodes. I'm glad yeah. you brought that up because yeah. that would have slipped my mind. And I have to say, uh, I think it, I find it kind of amusing that we all kind of sat here for a second and be like, okay, we ready to Go? Are we ready to? I, like, we're all like a little bit nervous. As so. I told y'all, hey, as I told y'all, I am 10 a.m. on game day, that anxious, anxious, nervous, excited feeling. It's Wednesday, the game's Monday. <laughs> so I wonder, yeah. is it, it was funny, obviously, uh, this is the type of time where this is going to bring up a lot of memories of 2018. Mm-hmm. But I'd like to think of memories heading into 2018, into that game. Not how the sad things we feel afterwards, but how we felt going in. Mm-hmm. And remember, a large part of that conversation was, it's just great. It's so great to be here. It's so great to have made this. This year has been so fun. It's been so glorious. How awesome it's been. And I think I even said a couple of times on this uh, on this show that like, you know, guys, while they're here, you might as well go ahead and just win it. Because right? yep. the thing that was exciting about it was it was Kirby's <clears throat> second year. It felt like, in retrospect, it feels like 
the reason that team was so likable was it was a mix of Kirby Smart and Mark Richt, right? Like that's what yep. the, like that team had the had had the start of Smart and the last part of Richt in a way that merged in like this perfect kind of way, and that team was. You know, we've talked about some of the teams in between this year and that year, maybe not having that same kind of pizzazz of that 2017 team. And heading into that game, there was definitely this idea. I mean, it was Alabama. You clearly wanted to win. We're excited about winning. But it also felt like... It felt like house money. Oh, found money completely. It totally felt like house money. In fact, to the point where I had to say, seriously... They could like do it right now. Mm-hmm. Like I know we're all excited about doing this, being here, but like they could do it right now. Because listen, I don't remember. Were they favored in the Oklahoma game? I was trying to remember this. Probably not. I don't believe we were. I mean, we could have I'm yeah. Chad look it up, but um, I we were maybe we were. I think we were the, definitely the three seed. Yeah. But I'm I don't remember. I think we might have been favored just a little bit. Because I feel like if they would have lost that game, that would have been a bummer and you and the Australians would have not have as good great memories, Tony, as you you did from the time. It's a deep cut for longtime WSLS listeners. But if they would have lost that game to Oklahoma, I don't think anyone would have looked back at that season saying, man, what a disappointment. What a bummer. It didn't work out for us. Um, uh, I'm so disappointed. We would have been super excited. Tony has, Tony has, our, has yeah. the line. Georgia was one point, went off one, as a one point favorite. Okay. Oh, and, and it if, says here, uh, 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 what is it? Odd Shark said one and a half for the Sooners. So maybe okay. it was a pick em. Yeah. It was ba- basically there was no clear heavy favorite. But more to the point, if they would have lost that game, no one would have looked at the time would have thought, what a miserable this year, this year, this season. It was clearly a breakthrough year and clearly exciting. However, if Georgia would have lost to Michigan, I don't think anyone, I think everyone would see this year as this big, massive disaster. Yeah. So I think it's worth interesting, which it would be unfair, but re- understandable considering it would have been seen as all this great stuff happened and there was a collapse at the end. It would have boiled poorly. That's obviously not what happened. So I find myself thinking about how I and we were all feeling heading into 2018. And that was, you know, that was that was also not like an all timer of now. It was not last year's Alabama team. That Alabama team was oh, yeah, obviously okay, yeah. good, but it was not last. Like I think, I think, what's the other Alabama team that had that great defense? Twelve. Twelve. Um, I think that when people ultimately, or look I guess back, eleven. Yeah, right. twelve. Was it twelve? Yeah. I don't remember what year it was. Yeah, uh, twelve into thirteen. Okay. Yeah, and. Ninety-two, <laughs> but when you go back and look at Alabama's team, they will say last year's team and that year's team were like the definitive best team. They will not say the seventeen and eighteen team. That was exciting. Tua made that great pass, but clearly, you know, this. So to see where Georgia is now, not only favored, which is whatever. Like it feels like I. I feel like looking at the line every time I look at the line. This game makes my like eyes spin a little bit because it just feels <laughs> like like sure I get it, but also everything else. Um, it is worth looking into the idea of when you looked at Georgia going into 2017-2018, you thought, okay, if everything falls right, if everything falls right, which frankly it kind of did, yep. if everything falls right, they could have a chance to do this. I think what's interesting heading into this game is we just had a situation where everything went wrong. We just saw what happens when everything goes wrong. Not everything, but a lot of things. And, and enough things. Enough things. Enough things after it was 10 After 10 everything went wrong. Right. I think that's right, yeah. We've seen what happens with that. And we've also seen what happens in the Michigan game when everything goes right. Everything went right, just like has frankly gone right in every other game this year. That The thing that gives, I think, me, and I think a lot of Georgia fans confidence heading into this game, is that idea 
that if everything just goes normal, <laughs> like if everything, like if there's not an extreme event on either side, I would argue the Michigan game was an extreme event. Like they were perfect. <laughs> like that game, they were perfect. They were absolutely perfect in that game. And that, by the way, that answered the question of can Georgia do that against a really good team? Yes, the answer is clearly yes. They were perfect. I feel like that might have been the best game I've seen them play across in a very, very really long good time. ball game. Yeah. And I would argue the Alabama game would be an outlier in the other direction. Yep. If you just pick the middle version of those things, the idea ten te- these te- teams play ten teams out- ten times out of ten. <clears throat> Unlike the Georgia Alabama game in eighteen, where I would have said I feel like Alabama wins that game seven out of three. I think now Georgia wins this game six out of four. I think six out of four, maybe seven out. Of th- I'd probably say six out of four. I mean. Oh, I got you. If they were to play 10 times, I got you. If they were to play 10 times, I would say Georgia would win 6 out of 4, where we are right now. That's an interesting place to be. And it's so different than where they were before because it feels like Georgia – forget the Vegas line. It doesn't feel like Georgia is inherently some sort of scrappy underdog that just needs to to catch the right break to win this game. It feels like if they play the right game, they'll win. And I don't know if that's true. But it, I, this, the difference, the, the feeling is much different than I think that it was four years ago. I, I'm really glad you framed it that way because I've been thinking back about the 2018 season, uh, almost like my ending line from the podcast on Sunday, which is, uh, you know, I've talked to several people who have existential dread about this game, and I can't help but to think, I, I hope you have this kind of existential dread every year because that means we're playing the national championship <laughs> game. Favored um, in the Yeah, favored in the national championship game. And I guess that also goes to the way I feel about the Braves run in the, in the 90s and 2000s. It's like everybody's like, you didn't win but one World Series. And like, yeah, but guys, they, they were literally, <laughs> we, we saw a lot of fun games, a lot of fun teams, and we literally were in contention for World Championships every year. Um, I'm not by any means saying that if Georgia loses this game, I'm not going to be disappointed. Obviously, I am. But, and, and this is a very important but, Frame it the way you frame it by saying, okay, going back to 2018, if you had said, Georgia will be back in this game in 2021 and we'll be favored by three, we wouldn't have given a shit about who the opponent was. <laughs> we would have not oh, at all worried course. about it. We'd say, we'll take it right now. Right, because right, you don't know when you're getting back. Because you don't know when you're getting back. Also, like imagine the three-point favorites over Ohio State. Literally anybody else. In this game. I feel like we're feeling a lot. Yes, literally anybody else. Now – I think you cannot ignore the fact that a month ago today, right? A month ago today. You're not playing. Uh, or yesterday. You're playing them. We, we lost to the team we're going to play on Monday night and lost in an embarrassing fashion. Uh, in a way that looks like at least the last time we played them. <laughs> um, and I think that actually gets us to the thing that everybody wants to talk about this game, which is probably... Um, which is not unfair to do, but also place an overreliance and emphasis on the one quarter on the one on one of the quarterbacks, and not both quarterbacks. And that's that's Bennett, right? It, people, the reason people want to look at this game and say, "Yeah, but it's because of Stetson Bennett," and I don't think it's any way oh any way around that. And if I may call back to the piece I wrote about this today, I write a yearly piece about Georgia. This seemed like the right time and the right day to do it, particularly as we I knew we were taping tonight. Um, I think the Stetson Bennett thing is directly related to Alabama and not just the poor games he's had against Alabama. My overarching theory of Bennett, which I kind of kind of figured out in my piece today, it's not just that Bennett has had bad games. And by the way, 
like one and a half bad games. I think agreed. he was he was agreed. not awful in the SEC championship. No. Game. And he made a couple bad plays, but he was trying to do something that, frankly, a lot of quarterbacks would have made mistakes when they were desperate to try to come back in that situation. And it's also not to his strengths. But it's not just that he struggled or had the balls batted down against Alabama. It is all comes back, as so many Alabama and Georgia stories do, it goes back not to 2012, but to 2015. Yep. The, the game here in the rain where Georgia was favored, whether depending on what odds you look at, the last time Alabama was not favored or, or uh, whatever line you look at, that game where everyone was excited and it was going to happen and it was and it was this was the time they were going to do it. And not only did Georgia get killed, don't Georgia lose, they got the doors blown off in a way that clearly everybody involved with the Georgia Athletic Department said, oh, this isn't working. We need, <laughs> we need to do something else. And that's a hard thing to do as loved as Mark Drake was, as loved as Mark Drake is. As much as as big a part as he was of this program, how the Georgia way and everything was it, that was a hard thing to do. But they made that decision, cold, calculated, or otherwise, that this can't happen. Like, like we're Georgia. They All of a sudden, there's more money poured into the athletic department. There's greater facilities. I would argue, and I think you guys, uh, we've discussed this a lot in the show, that game changed everything. That game yeah. changed everything. And so that game has been leading all the way up to this moment. The fans basically at that moment made that decision, oh, we love Mark Richter. We love being a part of this. But I want to win. I want to win. And the only way we're going to win is we're going to have to be that. And so they went and got Kirby Smart, who is an alum, but is that. He has built the program in a not exact way, but generally similar way. Recruit, 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 recruit. Um, man balls uh, uh, transforming into... Munkin Ball or whatever you, whatever you want to whatever you want to say it. As far as Munkin Ball is not it feels like people that's you get more love for Munkin. I think there'd be Munkin Ball. Uh, uh, there'd be around that. certainly that first two drives were Munkin Ball against Michigan. Oh boy, question. But that all definitively is all set up for Alabama. That's what's that's that's what it was. And so they get there, and of course Kirby has not beat them yet. But it's not just that about Stetson. It's about the fact that Alabama. And the, Stetson Bennett, in any other context, would be the platonic ideal of a perfect Georgia quarterback. He's from South Georgia. He's a former walk-on that, that through moxie and skill and good fortune and 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 just like just all the stuff that we love our quarterbacks. Dad. Joe Testor say he plays the game the right way. He does, and he's on he's on holy moly. So I believe everything that Ben says, <laughs> and. He's the guy that we generally kind of love, right? That's the, the kind of scrappy local guy that they really, really enjoy. The guy that, frankly, I think people wanted Jake Fromm to be in for a while, briefly was. But it's that guy. But Alabama don't have no former walk-ons as their quarterback. They've never had a former walk-on as a quarterback. Even back when they would have like the middling guys, they were still five-star guys, and they were still and they were still game managers who were really good. They've never. There's no guy that transferred to a junior college and then came back. It's from, it's from South Georgia, and uh, and and is short. Like that's not what Alabama does. So I would argue that a lot of the Stetson thing has nothing to do with Stetson at all, but it has to do with the fact that we're trying to be Alabama, and Alabama doesn't have guys like Stetson, Bennett. and. What I am hopeful for, one of the things that was so exciting about me, even though we're seeing, again, this guy was two in QBR uh, this year behind, behind Stroud. Like, he was terrific. He was amazing in the Michigan game. <laughs> like, I guess, as someone that's been skeptical about Bennett myself, he was, I, the, JT Daniels ain't, ain't played a better game of that like that in his life and may never. Like, so the idea that Stetson Bennett is like somehow this bad quarterback is 
Insane. But the reason is Alabama. It's not just the bad games. It's if we're going to be Alabama, we don't have – we have five stars, five stars, five stars. We have Tua. We have Hurts. We have Young. We have guys like that. And so that, that obsession with J.D. Daniels, who was perfectly good – who obviously played well last year to win a lot of games. But has, you've never looked at J.T. Daniels and said, oh, there's a Heisman winning quarterback right there. Right. Like we've not – he's not Bryce Young. He's not Tua. He's not Jalen Hurts. He's a really good quarterback, but he's. But I think the obsession has been because he's been a five star. He was. He was. He, he's, he has the pedigree, and Bennett doesn't. And Georgia doesn't want to be the team that works guys up from a pedigree. Unless it's Jordan Davis, of course. Uh, works guys up <laughs> from a uh, from a ped, from a pedigree to that. So we want. And it helps that Jordan Davis is a physical freak in so many ways. And uh, but that, and I think that's the Bennett thing. I think that's why. People still, still, I think it's still, I think still are skeptical. And one of the many, many great things, not, I would argue not the best thing. I think there would be other awesome things if Georgia won this game. But to break that, if Bennett is able to do it, it's not just, you're not just, oh, we, we copied Alabama and we got it. You actually did something else. Right. You actually got a guy, you did it in a way that actually, would, I would argue, reflects on the way that Georgia sees itself and the way that they kind of love to have those scrappy guys. He's been sitting right in front of us the entire time, and we've been skeptical of embracing him because he's not the way that Alabama does it. Whereas I expect in like 2009, I think he would have been, well, I mean, forget Matthew Stafford, but you know what I mean. That kind of player would be embraced in a way in the pre-obsessed with Alabama days better than he is now. So if he can do what he did against Michigan and they can win this game, not only are you beating Alabama with the national championship, both very awesome things, but you're, you're actually doing it in a different way than Alabama did in a way that I think that uh, uh, obviously Kirby Smart and, uh, and, and Tom Munkin will be able to crow about for a long time. And you're also doing it in a way that hasn't been done since Alabama won with John Parker Wilson, right? Uh, because we have seen, and I think you're right. I, I think that's a very good way that Seth Bennett, people aren't really upset with Seth Bennett. Well, uh, A.J. McCarron was thought of. Or McCarron, a, maybe, is who I was thinking okay. of, right? McCarron. But, but <laughs> Parker Wilson also. Yeah. yeah. Also, McCarron played in the NFL. Yeah, well, yeah he did. <laughs> he was he did. with the Falcons <laughs> yeah. in the preseason until he got hurt. Um, so, but you, I, I think you're right. I think Stetson is, in some ways, a straw man for the argument that that's the quarterback that can't win you a championship. Yeah. Um, it will be uh, it will be interesting to watch as we go through the game to see what uh, Monken does, um, whichever Monken it is, uh, whichever Monken it is. If they're and, running the ball, it's Jeff. Well, I was, <laughs> I'm glad you brought that up because I, there is a world out there where Setson runs the ball intentionally five, seven, eight times, uh, and it would not surprise me in the least after watching the halfback pass. If mm-hmm. we don't run a true triple option play at least once, wow! Would not, not surprise me <laughs> because, because Jeff oh. he can well, tap into his brother. Well, I mean, but oh, here's hey. here's the thing. First off, if that happens, I'm going to lose my shit. <laughs> but here's the thing, and, and the reason I say this is you have to keep in mind this. That's been played. Uh, he basically was a single wing quarterback in mm-hmm. high school with with throwing concepts. Uh, that is not an unusual play for him. That's what they ran at Jones Community College, right? I mean, they they threw the ball a lot more. It was it was more like. It's probably closer to what Jamie Chadwell runs at, at Coastal Carolina than it, than what Paul Johnson ran at Georgia Tech. But, um, dude, I, I just I can see that happening. Could you imagine needing a two point play and they shift into an A back and a B back? And, and Jordan Davis is the lead blocker. I'm gonna need you to pause the recording. I mean, but but need some private alone time. You've got you've got um, you've got Cook on the left wing. You've got McIntosh on the right, and then behind Stetson is the B back. You've 
you know, I, I, I would be really surprised if you actually if they actually ran three backs, but I could see I could see Cook and Zamir, and you do basically um, you you do a read on the dive, and then oh, yeah. bring bring uh, you go to the go to the field side or whichever side you overpower where you put you know Sawyer Washington Fitzpatrick in. <laughs> Powers out there. I mean, look. There, and, then you, it, and then he pitches at the last moment. Right, and Cook just right. strides in, or you do, you do a misdirection pitch, right? True. You go the other direction. Is, is, is the overarching argument here whether the the specific triple option at all? Are they going to get funky? So yeah, I, I think that, that that's where I'm going with this. It's like I um, offensively when when Georgia has the ball, I think um, Nick Saban. I wouldn't say gave away the house, but I think Nick Saban absolutely said the thing that he thinks he has to do, which is if you play static defense, Stetson Bennett will pick you apart. You change looks on him and make him doubt what he is seeing. He becomes a much more average quarterback. We saw that, especially in large stretches of the second half. Uh, I'm sorry, the second quarter against Alabama. Now, I'm not – again, I agree with you. I think he had a better game than people were willing to give him credit for. Pick six – you know, was a the backbreaker. Was obviously, a terrible. It was a terrible throw. Frankly, the first interception was a terrible yeah. throw. There was another interception out there, but but um, he also made a, a number of throws that were very good reads against mixed fronts that he was not expecting to see. So, to the extent that I think Georgia's going to take shots downfield, you have to. I think you have to incorporate uh, Burton and Pickens in. Frankly, I think you'll see bunch sets with um, some combination of Burton Pickens. Burton Pickens. McConkey and Washington or our Bowers and then have the, the other receivers split off on the other side trying to create single match coverage. By the way, you have a linebacker on James Cook. You throw James Cook the football. Um, don't be surprised we see a wheel rod to James Cook, a very successful wheel rod. So offensively, I think Georgia will pull open the playbook, and I think we will see Stetson Bennett run the football some. Uh, that run he had, which was – it was really was kind of a broken play. Uh, it was 20 yards. He just basically weeped through – the mm-hmm. Michigan offense, uh, defense. I don't expect him to be able to outrun linebackers for Alabama. Uh, frankly, I'm surprised he was able to do it against Michigan. But um, the the other part about this is that um, I think there is a level of pride on the line for the offensive line. Uh, they played a spectacular game against Michigan, right? I think the way the offensive line played is um, – Well, the way they neutralized Hutchinson. But not just Hutchinson, just the entire – I mean, mm-hmm. it's like they had all the right answers. Um, now, part of that is that Michigan's uh, – Michigan played right into Georgia's strengths, right? They, they brought – Michigan got stubborn. They got stubborn. They yeah. were like, you know, well, we won getting here – they frankly got stubborn the way Kirby did in the SEC championship. Um, so that is defensively. Defensively, yes. Uh, we'll get to that. Yes. Um, so I think there is. Um, I think there is a level of. Listen, I, I hope Georgia wins a football game and Stetson Bennett is the MVP of the national championship game. Right. I don't see that happening. But if it is, oh my god, dude, that is just. I mean. They, it literally is a 30 for 30 in a movie waiting to happen if that happens, right? I mean, when I say that, I don't mean that hyperbolically. I mean, it's a movie, right? Yeah. I, who is it? Uh, uh, Chalamet will play him. He's 35 years older, but, um, or 20 years older, right? Uh, but uh, Chalamet? No, Chalamet's like four years older than him. Oh, I, yeah, oh yeah, he just, he just looks young. a lot older. Um, so, but you know, the, the reality is, is like, if that, it doesn't really matter. I don't. I don't care if it looks like the Alabama LSU game where it's a, a nine nothing game. I really, really don't. And I've, I have long, I've long held the position that 
Style points don't matter in the national championship game as long as you have one more actual point on the board than the team that's playing. If Georgia wins two to nothing, I don't <laughs> care. I will not leave until security makes me leave Lucas Oil Stadium. <laughs> I will not leave Indianapolis until an hour and 44 minutes before my flight because it's an hour and 50-minute drive to Louisville. I mean, I am telling you right now. So I, I think we get wrapped around the axle a little bit trying to figure out, well, how Georgia going to do it? I I think if you, if you ask me how Georgia's going to do it, I think George's going to get funky. I think, and I don't. I, I think we saw the bones of that this last week. Quick outs, quick First passes. First two drives were kind of funky, right? But quick, quick outs, quick passes. Uh, the touchdown pass to Bowers was just incredible. They came out of a sugar huddle. They ran really fast. They had been disguised on the end of the line as the third blocker out past Sawyer, and he just basically faded into the flat and they had no one out there looking for him. Well, if you can do that four times a game and I'm not saying he's going to get 16 yards every time, but it's almost impossible to cover him. If you're doing a quick pass out there and he's by himself for four yards, that's a seven yard game every single time. Um, so, you know, I, I think there are enough people also forget that um, Georgia was up 10, nothing. And, Probably if they recover that fumble, at the very worst, mm. it oh, is yeah. 14-10 and potentially 14-13 or 17-14 going in a half. Because Georgia Georgia moved the ball well until they they got in a position where they just had to try to throw the ball to come back. Mm. And at that point, Alabama just sat back and waited to uh, waited for Georgia to make a mistake. Um, and they did. And they did. Of course. Of course they did. And you can't do that against a team as good as Alabama. And, you know, it's funny. When you think of the SC championship game, I, I do feel like it's been forgotten a little bit that, like, when Georgia went up 10-0, I Dude. thought I, I, they're going to win this game by three touchdowns. Like I have to say, I did think it. I did think oh, yes. To, it was the whole season yeah. laid before you. It was like, oh, we're going to do that again. Like it felt that way. It did feel that way. And then, bam, a quick hit before you even knew it. Well, that's and what the was whole in, thing that's what in the third quarter in Michigan before I was like, okay, we're going to win this game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I will say, I, I wasn't sure. Uh, like it was still, I was, I really felt that like, like when that happens, like wow, they really are going to do this, and they're going to do it. Remember, a lot of the previews heading in the Alabama Georgia game were not Georgia's going to be beat Alabama, but Georgia will exercise all of its demons with a definitive stomping, right? Because Auburn had just almost beaten them. I uh, said it. I said eleven point yeah. game, right? And I'd seen bigger bigger spreads than that. It was seventeen point game, and the wrong direction. So yeah. the the idea that. Uh, it was there. It was there. And I think that's another big question with this is if that punch in the mouth happens, if Georgia, let's say Georgia has, Munkin has a heater like he was, like he did the first two drives of Michigan. And it's either 14 nothing or it's 10 nothing. Georgia goes up big. If Alabama, like Alabama is more comfortable, even now, I would argue, being up. Being down fourteen nothing than Georgia is being down fourteen. Mm-hmm. I think that I think that's absolutely true because Georgia because listen one of the ways that Alabama is going to try to win this game like put it this way driving down the field down four two minutes left do you want Bryce Young or do you want Stetson Bennett Oh my God if if Alabama is, is Alabama's doing that I'm just I'm going to be I'm going to be in a glass cage of emotions <laughs> <laughs> I mean. It it feels like no. I'm not saying that's a Bennett yeah. can't do it, but you ask me which one I prefer. I prefer, I, I dread Rush Young, of course. Yeah. And I think that is the question of the difference between Georgia being up ten thir- fourteen three and Alabama being up fourteen three. 
Because if Alabama goes up 14-3, they're going to do what they did in the second half. Which is they are going to be like, make a mistake. Mm. Make a mistake. And the question is whether... Like, one of the things that was really nice about the Michigan game, and it's frankly been nice about Georgia in every single game they've won this year other than Clemson. And Clemson feels more and more like... Like, two kids that, like, are seeing each other the first day of school and want to fight but are still, like, don't want to punch themselves out entirely. And then next thing you know, the bell is rung and it's over. You're like, oh, okay, we hung in on this. Like, that that game feels like Georgia didn't really know itself yet and didn't really know Clemson. And Clemson didn't really know itself. Every other game since then has been like the Michigan game where Georgia took control and then they were – and they kept control. The Alabama game is the one game that wasn't like that. It was the one game, frankly, that they faced in the adversity. Yeah. It is the one game. And they I, crumbled. And, <laughs> and, and they crumbled. And, and I don't mean that they were, like, were mentally weak. I don't mean that. But it, clearly, they, were in, they had not been in that situation before. And everybody panicked a little bit. Munkin, Kirby. I don't think there's any question that Kirby was very outcoached in that game. Yeah. And Setson. Like, they panicked. Now, this is a different situation. Now, they face this situation against the exact same team. So one would like to think they would handle the situation in a different ma- manner. But if they don't get that Michigan jump out, if it doesn't, if they, if they don't get that Munkin heater, and this is, you know, 7-6 at halftime or something, or 7-7 at halftime, then it feels... I don't know. It's You're just, just waiting for that long play to Jamison Williams. <laughs> it, it, it will feel like... Like, listen... The question is, in a game like this, who has... This is actually a legitimately good question, and this maybe gets into a good, a good thing that we can discuss with uh, how Georgia handles this on defense. Who, which team has greater big strike capability? Because Georgia has a better offense. Georgia has a better offense all year. But I still feel like it's Alabama, even without Michigan. I would, I would posit that Georgia, ha- that Alabama has a bigger one-play big strike offense. Yeah. Georgia... And regular game flow is more likely to put together a seven-play, right. 65-yard drive. Yeah, with like two 20-yard passes. Right, 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 right. Because, because listen, yeah. I think despite what we saw in the SEC championship game, I think Munkin is a better play caller than Bill O'Brien. Uh, because and, and the reason I think that is I have two seasons of um, I have two seasons of Todd Munkin doing a really good job of scheming guys open and making good play calls and, and frankly, having good game scripts. There's just more creativity. Right. There's more creativity than Bill O'Brien. Now, I will say that I think part of what um, Georgia will do and will need to do is have – ordinarily, you might script a drive or two drives. I'd be really surprised if we don't have – like right now, there aren't analysts at Butzmayer Hall right now scripting out – uh, almost innumerable permutations of possibilities, right? What's what's the game state? If we're seven seven at halftime, what's our first drive look like? If we're up seventeen zero, what's our first drive? If we're down seventeen zero. What's our first drive in the second half look like? I would not be surprised because clearly Georgia does better when you have scripted drives. Because I think those first two drives against Michigan were totally scripted drives, and, and, and were beautiful. They were beautiful, <laughs> right? Because those are all plays that you yeah. can't. That they're all plays that Georgia's run this season with a couple of exceptions. Obviously, the halfback pass being one of them. Uh, but they are also they were also run out of a little different sets than we've seen. That's the other part. And that's one of the reasons I think that we'll see some funkiness on Monday night is that, you know, the, f- the first time Georgia lined up in that tr- on that trip's left and it was three tight ends, I was like, 
whoa, whoa, hey, yeah, what are we doing here? And then, you know, we kind of, we, we also ran a couple of, like, it, I wouldn't say it's a pistol, but it looked a little bit like, it presented like a pistol, separately. It heavy. just looked different. It looked different, right? Yeah. And, and that is something, now, I think that, I think that is something that will play into this in, in talking about, you know, the, the other thing you talk about, uh, offense, um, if you were to ask me, if you were to ask me which one, like it's a minute and 40 seconds left on the clock, a team is down by four. If you ask me which one I'm, I, I'm dreading, it's Bryce Young. But I certainly don't think, I certainly don't think Stetson Young can't do it. And, that's, and I think that's the important thing because I think there are a lot of people out there that would say he can't do it. And I just don't believe that. Yeah, I, I agree. But, you know, I think it's just hard. I want to keep, I find myself keep wanting to go back to that 10 0. Lead. Yeah. Well, here's the thing: we would have been playing them anyway, even if we had won that game. We're so. still playing Alabama. I don't think so. If, if Georgia comes back and wins that game, Alabama still makes a playoff, and they're not playing each other in the first round. They're playing each other again. I don't know. I, I mean, that's an interesting. It's an interesting because we never really played out. I think Notre Dame gets in. I think Notre Dame really? gets in. I do. I think we play Notre Dame in uh, in Dallas. And we're playing Michigan. <laughs> and we probably are playing Michigan or God Cincinnati in Indianapolis. Um, but you didn't you know going since you said Cincinnati. The thing that struck me was they were immediately like the whole game. They're like you're not going to throw the ball on us. They played two deep safeties. And then, well, that, that's that's just nice. And then they ran for who was it? Well, Brian uh, Rob, Robinson Rob. ran for two hundred five yards. Yeah, and I think that's a great point. I mean, Luke Fickle goes ask Al Coach by a lot, right? But he just basically assumed, okay, well, they threw the ball really well against Georgia, <laughs> so clearly they're going to try to throw the ball against us. And then he's like, no, nah, we're going to yeah. run Robinson thirty four times, particularly when our offensive line is bigger than yours. Yeah, and that that was we, we know we can do that. I, I would be really surprised if. You think he just watched the Georgia film? Absolutely, <laughs> yeah, watched it. But it's just also like you know, I mean, I think that also they were playing with the way that they feel comfortable playing. Like mm-hmm. I think, yeah, I think if there's anything, that was the mistake, the mistake. But that Michigan made right, like again, like I was saying, like Michigan wanted to play their sort of game. They wanted then their impose their will on Georgia, yes. and you can't. In that, in well, they found that out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, in that, that yes. photo, that photo that made its rounds on Twitter before the game, where the offensive linemen were wearing the "Run the Damn Ball" shirt, yeah, with their with their hundred percent glasses on. Yeah. Well, you yeah. know, whatever. <laughs> um, that so, it's, they end up with, you know, they end up with George Pickens shushing the sideline. Oh, that was so good. And shoving um, the dude. Shoving the dude. Um, so here's a question that I think leads into the, to our next big topic on this. Let's say Georgia does take a ten hole lead. Does that I think there's also a sense that Georgia felt comfortable with that lead to be like, we don't need to take chances on defense. We don't need to bring that extra guy in the blitz. We don't need to. We can not do the thing that, frankly, Derek Mason did constantly until the very end against against uh, for Auburn against Alabama in the, in the Iron Bowl. The thing they didn't do. Are they going to blitz? This is the big question. This is the thing, not just because Georgia didn't do it against Alabama, but teams that did it against Alabama, particularly Auburn, had and, and LSU had huge success doing it. Yeah. So two questions on this. One, did they not do that in the SC Championship game because out of I don't want to say arrogance, but out of in like the it seems like that creativity in doing something different on offense for Michigan. It's something that they did not do on defense against Alabama. 
The question is, will they show a creativity or they still feel comfortable that like, you're not going to be able to run this off, run it on us. You're missing one of your top wide receivers. Like there's an, I know that everyone is assuming that George is going to blitz a bunch more because they get killed on that so much. But I guarantee you that like Saban's thought about that too. And so it's, so it's Kirby Smart and the whole staff. Like there, as I said, there's a million, yeah. you know, there's, there's a million analysts in, in Buttsmere all staying up all night. Is Derek Mason fired? Is he, is he coming over? Can he be an analyst? For that the that rest was of Mike the... Bobo that got fired. Oh, okay. <laughs> they kept the guy that was good. So yeah, he could actually be an analyst. Bobo could know. totally be doing that right yeah. now. At least he's... I mean, his son committed to Georgia. Yeah, he's definitely texting some texts. How's Mike um, Bobo's son an offensive lineman? I don't get it. <laughs> like, what they've been feeding that kid. Yeah. So... I, I think that's the. I think there is this presumption yeah. that Georgia is going to do something different than they did in the SEC championship game and do that. And the question is, is that too simplistic thinking? I, I mean, I think the the thing that I was frustrated and and my immediately take after, my immediate take after the game was that Kirby got out coached because he didn't actually change the looks that which 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 with with which we were pressuring Bryce Young. Uh, until too late, which was about, the, I guess, the last drive of the third quarter, right? If noted, if you note, they didn't really do anything after that. Um, and part of that was the offense they were running, but that's fine. I mean, they st- we still got to Young a little bit, and we still shut them down. Um, I think part of what they were seeing, because I went back and watched some of the game because I hate my life, um, they – we were so close to getting him so many times. I mean, if you think think about that game, think about the strip, think about the. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was that was a fantastic play by Jordan Davis, and just like he was, he literally was on miss miss incredible with her arm stretched out. Right? How how does how does the one guy among three Georgia players to be the one that meet Paul the ball back under? And how him? different is that game if he doesn't? If he doesn't. Well, how different is the game if he, uh, instead of doing a last-second lateral to Brian Robinson on third and 12, he gets planted by N'Kobe Dean, yeah. right? I mean, how, how different is it if he doesn't roll out of that uh, roll out of what almost was a sure uh, sack and pick up a first down with his feet, right? So I, mean, I think when they looked at that game, where they were looking at the game, like, we're so close to getting him. We're so close to getting him. My fear for that is that with just a little better execution, a little better back end coverage, you get to him. I don't know that Kirby can chance taking that right now. Now, I also don't think we're going to bring the house because I think, rightfully so, that we don't want to be in single coverage too much, on, especially Jameis Wilson, uh, Williams. Uh, I, but, mean, that, I mean, the, the problem, those touchdowns did not happen just because Bryce Young had time. No, they happened because coverage problems. Coverage problems, right? So my guess is, and this is just a guess, my guess is is that we will vary looks. And, and what, frankly, what LSU did and Auburn did is they didn't blitz. I mean, they blitzed some, but they also they also brought pressure from different guys. So instead of, if you think of it this way, Georgia typically lines up four, maybe puts a fifth up in the box. And one of the any one of those four might drop back into coverage, but four of them are going to rush. Maybe three rush. Uh, what Auburn LSU did is they would put five or six in the box, or they put five in the block box. Three would rush. You would bring pressure from two other places. And those aren't necessarily blitzes. They they look like blitzes, but they're really more stunts or crosses. I I I I hesitate to say this, but I, I'm probably going to be disappointed if we don't try that a little bit. Uh, but I'm also willing to say, and and you were talking about this, something I was thinking about when you were talking about the Michigan game, and it's something I had thought about leaving the SEC championship. Uh, it's something we actually talked about when we got back to the car with, with Tiffany Wayne. It's like, but this next month is going to really define Kirby Smart's time because if we go out and do, lay another egg like this against Michigan, 
I think that says something about Kirby Smart as a football coach. The way he got his team prepared, the way they scripted drives, the way they prepared for Michigan says a lot and and helps me have continued confidence in Kirby Smart no matter what happens this week, right? Um, With the exception of if he is still bullheaded and rushing four and not not getting to Bryce. Look, if he rushes four and gets to Bryce Young, Fine. That was the initial plan. That was the initial plan, right? (laughs) But if you do that again for three and a half quarters and it doesn't work, there does come a point where your Kirby Smart's never going to change narrative might not be wrong, at least on that side of the ball. Yeah. And that's 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 his side of the ball. That's his side of the ball. (laughs) And don't forget, the guy that at least right now is most likely to push back against him. Is leaving. He's leaving. That's exactly right. Although you know, Will Muschamp is never known to keep his opinions (laughs) to himself. That's true. Um, so, yeah. but I, you know, look I, I, on the back end, I look for us to continue to bracket uh, Williams. I mean, I'd, I'd be, I'm going to be disappointed if they put him on island with Kendrick. Kendrick had a great game. He also had two blown coverages. Um, and if they two big ones, two big ones, right? And one of them, <laughs> one of them could have hurt worse than it did, and yeah. one of them got a, might have got away with a push. Yeah. Um, but I mean, look, you know, if you you get away two, that's 14. You with with Jameis Wilson and Bryce Young. That's probably 14 points, right? So you, you, you can give up one. That happens, right, when, when you're talking about 30 passing plays. Um, there's a world out there where both teams pass the ball an awful lot. I would be surprised at that because I think games game flow-wise, um, Alabama would probably, all thing, other things being equal, like to um, – keep Georgia's defense on the field a lot so that they can take their shots when they can. Uh, now, having said that, I, I can be totally wrong. I mean, we, this could be, you know, they both, both quarterbacks could throw for 46 times. Um, we might as well bookend our season with horrible predictions over game scores and paces because if you remember, if you go back and listen to our Georgia oh, no, like, preview. 52 to 41. <laughs> yeah, I was like, take the over, boys. Because I have to say, I find myself feeling like this is closer to Clemson. Georgia than yeah than you, than, absolutely than Georgia. What's the benefit and, of uh, having Mechie out because he was in the game for the first half before he got hurt, and the fact that they if sure I think young something young blood young I don't know do, I don't know the guy's name but the guy filling in for him he's good he scored against Cincinnati. Well, there's definitely a drop off, but right? there's that there's yeah. he doesn't have their they don't have their number two. There's to definitely at least start a drop off. Put it this way, having Mechie gone is the is the inverse to having Pickens back. With Pickens still at just eighty five percent, right? Does um, Pickens maybe? I think Pickens is a difference maker in this game. Okay, I I am. Um, he had one pass, one catch. If you saw the that play, he just basically cut inside this coverage guy and muscled him for the ball. And that's exactly what you want out of George Pickens. Because um, we didn't have to do the fifty fifty ball, which we did against Alabama, um, but. You know, if we get a situation where we can get Pickens one on one, it's going to be rare. We get Pickens one on one with a safety instead of a cornerback. You better believe, you better believe Stetson Bennett, not Kirby. You better believe Stetson Bennett is looking. Okay, I'm going to go deep, and we need to go right because I mean, that's, that, that's a bit of play, right? Like that's 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 what I want to do. Like yeah, like that's, that's what we did with Burton, yeah, right? That's the yeah. play we had with Burton. Yeah. If you get that with with Pickens, you take the shot. And I think that's the thing, right? Is I think the thing that, that makes you feel good about that idea. Is even with all like we can talk about how well Stetson Bennett is smaller and he's bat the ball down the line. I got to tell you, the first ball that's batted down the line, the number of groans <laughs> or wherever you are yeah. will be very loud. Probably my favorite tweet, other than the Walker Hayes tweets, was maybe McNamara is too short. <laughs> yeah. um, and, but but uh, I, I would say that 
there are places on offense that Georgia does have physical advantages. And I think that's with that's I think Pickens is potentially one of those guys. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all the tight ends. Yeah. Think and about how many guys ends. can go deep on Georgia. You got Pickens, Bowers, Burton, Cook. But they're a different kind of going deep, right? Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're talking about the Jetter. Yeah. yeah. That's that's at that's And I don't think Pickens is a Jetter yet. I just no, he, it's, it's definitely Burton. It's definitely yeah. Burton. Yeah. And maybe Pickens, we'll see. Maybe. We haven't seen that yet. Right. But, but we've mean, seen him use his size. Right. And as we have with Bowers. And frankly, I I would be surprised if we don't end up with some uh with some incredible Washington catches and run over people plays. I mm. look, I, I I will not hide what I think is gonna happen. I think Georgia's gonna run basically some variation of what we saw the first two drives where you do a lot of quick you do a lot of quick hitters, a lot of things to try to get get playmakers open to space, and that sounds like trite bull crap you read mm. off the internet. But when I say that, I mean you you basically when you have Brock Bowers Washington, I almost said Claudel Washington. God. That'd be uh, Right? No, <laughs> he suffered all the cocaine. Uh, Washington, uh, I don't know if he did cocaine. He did cocaine. Uh, Washington, Lad McConkey. Then you throw in Pickens and Cook and um, Burton. You've got six legitimate playmakers that if you, Todd Munkin can get one of those dudes open. At that point, really what you're doing is you're just asking Sesson Bent to make two reads, right? You got one read, two reads, and the, if the second one's not open, run. Right. That, I mean, I, I would not be surprised if it is just that simple for him. And if it is, and and I think I think there's a world where Sesson Bennett, even if it's just three, four, five yards of play, that's a difference maker because doing that instead of throwing the ball away keeps you in front of the chains. Right. Yeah. Um. So do, one last thing I want to talk about defensively is that um. So. Alabama did a great job of keeping um, – I wouldn't say Nicobe Dean neutralized. It's not where I'm putting it, but staying away from him. And we saw what he can do if you you challenge him, basically. I mean, he just he, – he followed a running back across the field and made a tackle. That was swing incredible. Pass. Mm-hmm. Like it was – Two yards behind the line. It really, he had Roquan vibes. They were like oh, real yeah. Roquan yeah. vibes. I mean, he called out the play Michigan was yeah. about to run and put everybody in the right position. Um it it is hard pressed for me. I'm not saying it wouldn't happen. It's hard for us, hard pressed for me to see Georgia having as bad a game against Alabama's offense as they did last time. My my caveat in saying that is that you cannot be bullheaded of what you come out starting with works it doesn't work. You have to be willing to change. If it means you lose the football game, it means you lose the football game. But you know you're going to lose the first time. Look, Nick Saban in 2017 put a freshman quarterback in at halftime because what was working i mean kirby smart did something that no other coaches did which made nick saban get uncomfortable yeah. right you can't be you cannot be unwilling to be uncomfortable if you hadn't repped the plays you hadn't repped the plays but that's a failure of coaching on your part yeah you know what a year later he did the same thing in the opposite direction he did the same thing in the opposite <laughs> direction so um I am I, so Kirby once again kirby smart will never defeat nick saban until he switches his quarterback mid game Sure. I mean, that could come. Okay, that could, that could fine. Happen. I'll take that. Um, come so, on, Carson Beck. So I do. I do want to talk. Will you and I are going to the football game, as is nearly everyone but Scott. Um, <laughs> that seems about right. That's true. I, I have literally talked to. 
I talked to so many people. I talked to Frank at Little Italy today. Frankie was like, yeah, I'm driving up. I'm like, um, I talked to, I mean, so many people. I've got uh, our friend Ryan, who mm-hmm. went with us in our damn game. He is going to the game. Uh, Joey Barrington, who used to tailgate with us back in the day. He's going to be at the game. Tony totally uh, and I discovered today that we are staying in the same, same apartment We building. have literally the same, yeah, same Airbnb. <laughs> so keep the noise down, down there. Yeah, Some of us are like, trying yeah, to you, sleep. You, you, you kids. Um, so I am. Um, I meant what I said when I said I have that 10 a.m. before kickoff, like yeah. anxious vibe working right now, and it is just Wednesday. The game is on Monday night. It's, it is. I mean, it is really, really exciting. Like, it's funny. And to be fair, like, you know, it's exciting for me. Like, think about the other way that this is different. The game is not in Atlanta, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Here's yeah. The, here's it's the not the in Tuscaloosa. The lower it's yeah. not in Mobile. It's, I mean, you look back at all those historical places that Georgia and Alabama have yeah. played. And it's, 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 it's like, Indiana. is that foreshadowing? Indianapolis. Um, no, no, because we've already covered that multiple yeah. times. <laughs> think if you went back in time. Ten years ago, five years ago, and said Alabama and Georgia are going to meet for a national championship. Twice, not in the Sugar Bowl, <laughs> not in the Cotton Bowl, but in Indianapolis. Indianapolis. It's an hour a, and a half from Mattoon, Illinois. Hour and a half from Mattoon, <laughs> Illinois. So, I mean, I think one of the things I do I is this do, part of your master plan oh, it's coming always, down it's here. Been here. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, the problem is now Georgia has to lose, and then we have to get to where to Los Angeles, where I used to live, where Illinois and Georgia will play for the national championship. They'll be playing the Meadowlands yeah. next. <laughs> Oh, dude, I can't. Ugh. I'm so, just kidding, um, we're not. So I, I do want to talk a little bit about Indianapolis as a championship location because that popped up on Twitter today. And you uh, have an Indiana history. I obviously have an Indiana history. We both why, don't have Indiana you, why don't you talk about your tweet from a couple of days ago talking about making sure they have enough bourbon. <laughs> So I, yeah, so I, uh, I, I that that became unexpectedly. It did become a thing. It became it? a thing. Um, so those of you that went out to the Arizona State game, I did not, and it is a it actually is a guiding principle why I will go to this game, one hundred percent go to this game, is that um, that they Georgia fans literally drank them out of bourbon liquor stores and bars in Tempe, Arizona, home of Arizona State University. Yeah. One of the top party universities yeah, in America. But like alcohol and like budding pornographic actresses. Yes. <laughs> and, and cocaine. Yeah. And the cocaine. Um, they ran out of bourbon. So I said, Indianapolis, George is coming to town. Don't, don't tempe this up. Um, so I will say that those of you that are going to Indianapolis, there are a couple of things you need to know about liquor laws in Indiana. Um, they sell liquor in nearly every store. Uh, 7-Elevens. CVS's, Walgreens, 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 Lifeway bookstores. I mean, literally (laughs) anywhere. If you're you're Baptist, you get that joke. Uh, (laughs) Literally anywhere they sell liquor. Uh, They do. They do stop selling liquor at eight o'clock. The bars are open till four a.m. Be careful on Sunday night. Although it's an eight twenty-one kickoff or whatever. Um, The second thing to remember about Indianapolis uh, is that it is built for these types of events. The last time, uh, the only time I've ever been to the Final Four was in Indianapolis when uh, Butler played Duke. Uh, I was at the I was at the um, uh, the, the Final Four. Uh, that was the Michigan State Butler and Duke uh, UVA uh, West Virginia. No, that's right. Uh, who was it for West Virginia? Got hurt and was on the floor for so long. I was at the game, right? Um, so I do have a national championship. I was at the next Final Four, the one after that, the one in Wisconsin. Houston, yeah. No, no, I mean the next Indianapolis one. There's another one in Indianapolis. Oh, yeah, after yeah, that. yeah. That was the Wisconsin. Whiskey. Yeah, yeah. Where, where Wisconsin, we can talk about Austin Duke. Yeah. Um, so you know, they are set up. There are – I would encourage you if you're going to this game, Google um, 
Indianapolis Indianapolis downtown Skyway or walkway. They have indoor walkways from. And you're going to need them because you're going to cold. cold. (laughs) But they do have walkways that basically lead from several downtown hotels to the convention center with an indoor walkway to Lucas Oil Stadium. Uh, Will you? I don't know if you know this. You and I are staying near Monument Circle, which is Mm -hmm. where. The all the concerts and whatever are going to be. I'd be really surprised. It's not. It's not a brass band concert, so no one's going to freeze their lips off. It will be better than Walker Dam Hayes. Uh, Isn't that that Sam Hunt idiot playing one of those? Sam Hunt, former Miss Middle Tennessee quarterback, no, is playing UAB. UAB quarterback yeah. is playing whatever yeah. from Calhoun Chatsworth. He's from Georgia. Sounds good. Uh, so he's playing on Sunday. Doja Cat's playing on Saturday. So uh, if you don't I'm know, probably not going to listen to either one. If you don't know what Doja Cat is, uh, you should Google it. Yeah, uh, I will she, take Doja she, Cat before Sam Hunt, but I will probably skip both. Yeah. Um, so because I'm only there one night, I'm only yeah. in that place for one night. Yeah, because I will be in Mattoon all weekend. So you're coming over on Monday. Monday. I'm okay. Yeah. Up on Monday morning. We are. We're getting I'm there. I'll probably go like first thing. Yeah, in there. Yeah. And, yeah, we are getting there. Uh, we're getting there Sunday, and uh, hoping to catch up with some some uh, UGA law alumni and and listeners. Uh, Char- among them, Charlie Smith, um, who practices law in Indianapolis. Um, and we uh, we look. I'm I'm really excited about this. Uh, my wife went to college in Indianapolis. Uh, she went to Butler. Uh, she is hoping to go speak to the Butler pre law group Monday morning. Uh, so we're we're making a, a whole trip out of it. Um, and I am, I look, I told, I told someone this today that, um, I, I hearken back to not going to Arizona state. And my regret about that mm-hmm. as hard as it was leaving the Mercedes Benz stadium after the sec championship, and as hard as it was leaving the national championship for Mercedes Benz, as hard as it will be leaving if we lose Monday night. It won't be as bad, and I will not have the regret that if I'm not there Monday night, if Georgia wins. And um, I understand if you're not going, and I completely get it. You have to do what is most healthy for you, but what's most healthy for me (laughs) is to be there and yell my ass off. Because, um, guys, I had a student ask me today, he's like, how old are you? I still want to listen. How old were you when Georgia won the national championship last time? I was like, I was 12. Do you remember? I was was 12, dude. You you're a third-year law student. What are you doing? <laughs> no, I didn't say it that way. But I was like, yeah, of course I remember it. I was a Georgia fan. <laughs> so, That's such a dick thing for a student to say. Well, how old tell- were you, yeah. Mr. <laughs> so did you have to wait for yeah. you had to wait for Western Union to yeah. telegraph in? No, he wasn't that. He was not that way. He actually he is he's super. This kid is I actually know, super nice Midwestern. He's from Minnesota. Of course, but that's the curse of the young. They insult you with that even. Yeah, yeah it's days. not like my kids are like so, Dad. Yo, did you have flip phones when you were young? I'm like, let me tell you about let me tell you about dial phones. Yeah. I am old enough to remember party lines. Like, <laughs> I am old enough to be able to dial four digits to call people. I am yeah. old enough to remember uh, that to, to the time of temperature number two five eight eight four six three. Time of temperature nine six one five three. But yes, so uh, it was always it was always ninety four degrees and it was almost always three p.m. I have to say, my level of excitement for whatever happens post game has been increased now that I know that Tony is in my building. Yes, yeah, so, <laughs> so it is altogether possible. If Georgia wins, Will and I both will see the sunrise. Your flight's at 4, but at Louisville. At Louisville. So I got to leave about the same time. I've spent the night in the same hotel that Tony once spent the night in, and it was a party bar. Remember down in Savannah? Oh, God. I was like, what? So you're in for a treat. Let's explain this. Let's explain this. So (laughs) Scott and I were both in Savannah for – I was there for a conference. He brought his kids down, uh, and I was the conference I was hosting – 
reception, I guess the right way to put it, in my room. And, and Scott brought us, Scott and his uh, wife brought the kids by. It's, uh, you made it sound a little bit like you stayed up in the room with us. <laughs> no. Is there nothing wrong with that? But um, yeah, now that, now that I know you're in the, the same, if, yeah. we, if Georgia wins, very if well. Georgia wins, it, uh, the I, good news is the liquor stores are open late on Monday, yeah. and there is literally a liquor store next door to the. Oh, it's good. To, I have not researched it that further. No, no, there's. There's a CVS around the corner, a Walgreens around the corner, and a total package maybe like a block or half a block away. So we will we will make sure that no matter what happens after the game, uh, I mean after the Orange Bowl, we sat in the parking lot and uh, because the game was over so early. Yeah, it was quick. Uh, yeah, I mean I expected expect to see New Year's happen in the stadium, and I uh, I stayed until like the team left the field and we left and we were in the parking lot, and it was still like five minutes before New Year's Eve, uh, before midnight, and then some people, but some Georgia fans beside us. Thank you for supplying us with champagne. We had a champagne toast, and oh, that's great. Obviously, the Orange Bowl was expecting that because. The stadium was ringed with fireworks, and fireworks went off at midnight, oh, as great. did all over Miami because of Miami. <laughs> um, but it, uh, I got to be honest, guys, I am, um, I am very excited about this football game. Yeah, I'm I, also excited. I mean, look, we, you know, we went to Atlanta. We had our hearts broken. Um, it was pretty cold that day too. Um, but no, I feel like I'm obliged to point out, like we talked about the post game. Yeah. So um, I pre I remember I, that was that was actually the first ever episode of the Will Lead Show. Oh, that's right! You day. had to fly the next morning, at six o'clock, twenty eighteen, six o'clock in the morning. Yeah, six o'clock in the morning. This is how different th- this was than that one. I got an Airbnb uh, three days before the game, literally right in those little apartment complexes, mm-hmm. right by the stadium, for like a hundred dollars. Because everyone just drove home, like in yeah. Atlanta. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I just like. How long have you had your Airbnb in Indianapolis? Oh, a year. Yeah, I've had yeah. mine for nine months. Yeah, and and I and frankly, I, in the next week, I'll probably look. Uh, probably like I have an Airbnb. Do in, not look for in Indianapolis. I mean. In Los Angeles for next year, you should at least wait till October. Yeah, because I, 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 because I, I already have my Airbnb for the Super Bowl that I got a year ago in Los Angeles, right yeah. next to the stadium. I like to me to be able to walk home, particularly after you've written a story and it's late and you're yeah. exhausted, even if you're not a Georgia game. To be able to walk is you don't want to go catch an Uber. Yeah, like it's, a, it's a, just walk home. It's just, yeah. it's really nice. I did that in Miami when I was there for the Super Bowl. It's just so even if it's like a mile and a half walk, it's like so worth it to be able to walk home. Yeah, but I remember uh, that <laughs> that uh, Airbnb was uh, when I walked to the game. Of course, I remember you had to be there very very early because the the former president was coming. In addition to all the other madness, and it was raining and cold. Oh, and it was miserable. raining so much. It was thirty three degrees. Yeah, <laughs> and I remember, and I walked by, and all the Columbus Crew's tailgate was between the entrance, the press entrance, and my Airbnb. So I saw them coming in, and everyone was so excited. And we're like, we'll see you on the way out, and here we go, and everything. And that place was deserted, packed up, and gone by the time. Like, and nobody coming back. And, you know, I remember, so I was going to New York for, like, four days afterwards. I remember texting with you guys, I texted with Tim, Tim Kelly, uh, uh, texted me about how all the all the sad uh, uh, T-shirt places. <laughs> Talking about a thing that's different, by the way, from last time. Remember all those little pop-up T-shirt places? Popped yeah. up during the national championship. We haven't seen any of those this year. Remember that four years ago when those oh, little yeah. pop up cheap. I think probably because the game was in Atlanta. I suspect. Yeah, I think that's probably part yeah. of it. But uh, that, I made the same joke I made then, which is that like everyone needed their Athens strong pins afterwards. It just <laughs> felt like a really, really sad, sad thing. This time I'll be coming home directly afterwards. Like I'll be going back here the next morning. It will either be the same scenario as it was last time. Or we're going to be talking about a parade. Oh boy! 
That's so, true. I hadn't even thought of that. There will be a parade, a <laughs> oh, proper parade in Athens, Georgia. It'll be a thing. It'll be a thing. And uh, so, <laughs> so I'm just saying that, like, that's that's what we're talking about here. Like, you know, that's what happens. I, I, I you know, we. I mean, I feel like I in a year ago I would have had to say, well, here's how parades work when your team wins a championship. <laughs> but you guys just <laughs> did it. You just did it. So you got parade. it now. Yeah, we know how parades are boring. <laughs> but it really is like you know the the. I always thought I remember thinking how sad I was would have been to have been in New York. And missed everything the way everybody hears it. I actually feel kind of grateful that I missed it because everyone was so sad. It yeah. was, a, I mean, it was, it was a time. Yeah. yeah. I had and, to, I made a video and, and interviewed you about everybody's feelings. Oh Remember God, that I, I met you over uh, down on Clayton Street or yeah. something I ran into? Yeah, it was, it was pretty sad. It was a lot. And I, I think you could make an argument. You should repost that. No. Uh, it's too sad. No, I think it's awesome. I think I was very, very through the, positive. Through the fire world. Very, I was very happy. Yeah. Yeah. I'll debate about it. Maybe I'll put it in the show notes of this episode. But I do feel like that is, you know, one way or the other. Like this, even more than that game, feels like a, I'll see you on the other side. Yep. Like it feels. Oh, definitely. That like, yeah. it, it definitely, like no matter what happens. And this is not to say that if they lose, you're concerned about Kirby Smart or you're concerned about the program. They're going to be right back next year. They're going to be a good spot. They're going to be good for like a really long time. And they're going to get another shot at this if they don't get it this time. But like, it is different if you lose Alabama <laughs> for the sixth straight time. Yeah. <laughs> like it is, it but, is. But and also you're, you're there. Go do it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You're here. Let's go ahead. Like, as I said in the piece, like, they might win it. They might not. But they might. But they and might. Yeah. So one last thing I want to address before we get to whatever this crap whatever that I have. Yeah, on the, all the stuff you've yeah. written down. Um, this concept of... Um, you, you, you've talked about this many times about, okay, if we lose, what's it like? And six times to Alabama. Um, I... I I have to be honest. I don't. I want to beat Alabama, right? I'm glad. I'm glad we're in the national championship game. It wouldn't have cared. It wouldn't have bothered me we're playing Cincinnati. It wouldn't bother me at all. And if Georgia beats Cincinnati, and or Nick Saban retires after he beats us, and we play Baylor next year, whatever, I give zero craps about that. I really do, um, because no one. <laughs> no one, no, no one says about Auburn's 2010 championship. Well, it was just Oregon, <laughs> yeah. right? No yeah. one says that, yeah. right? They are like, we won the national championship. That is painted on their big ass, you know, board at Jordan Hare Stadium. No one says that. No one says about number 14 of Alabama's championships. Well, you beat an LSU team that. Mm. You just beat. No one says to LSU, yeah, but 2006, you lost twice. Yeah. No one says that. You just get it. It doesn't matter. But to be able to go and to win this game and to beat Alabama while doing it, it does mean something. It does. I, I just, I, there's no question about it. And, and it doesn't, it won't lessen. It will they, not lessen the joy. And, and for that like, if they lose this game, and next year beat Baylor in the national championship game, I will not be like, oh, but we uh, didn't do it again. I wish Alabama. it were Alabama. Yeah, it would be awesome. But right. it would be something. No, it would have would it have been better to beat New York in the playoffs this year yeah. for the Braves? Yeah. Okay. Did 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 no one say, yeah, but they just used to be an NL Central team? Yeah. No. 
Well, I mean, Absolutely point. not. They were an NL West team. West team, whatever With they the were. Braves, which is crazy. But anyway, yeah. that's... Whatever they that's were. That's 10 weeks ago. I'm still counting. Whatever they were. This is your reminder that the Atlanta Braves won the World Series this year. You know, the Atlanta Braves, and there's these long-suffering teams that have not won a championship. The Atlanta Braves are the least-suffering team that has not won a championship. Is that right? Oh, my God, that's right. They just that's the won last one championship. two months ago. That's the last championship, right? <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah, the last, we I should mean, write a piece the about the, the labor, least suffering. T- the, the way and they it might be the last MLB I champion say, ever. The way the labor situation is going, and maybe the best <laughs> World Series team ever. Um, yeah, it, it's it is. I mean, it's, this is this is this is what I mean. You know, I, I always joke about how uh, when you get to the end of the year and like you're playing Charleston Southern, I'm like, why is nobody going to this game? Like, why is nobody right, going to this right. game? Right, I agree. Uh, like, you only get to do this six times a year. You spend the entire offseason just walking around mm-hmm. being like, man, I can't wait for there to be football. But then you get to the season, you don't go to the last game. And, you know, I think about that. I think about literally anywhere. Seth Emerson, drink, uh, wrote a good piece. Uh, talking to a bunch of Georgia Dwell yeah. fans across the country. Amanda Mole, guest on this uh, podcast. Uh, yeah. About what it would mean for them to be to, uh, to to win a national championship. But it's not just that. Like, you know, drive down the streets. Like, literally every single Georgia thing you see in Athens, in Watkinsville, in every single area you drive, wherever <clears> you go. The, you, you drive to uh, you, the, the bars in New York City and Los Angeles and the people in Australia and the people that are watching overseas. And every single Georgia thing, you know, I always joke, I, I joked about this and how lucky that uh, uh, if you were to get, like, it, sometimes it feels like the University of Georgia uh, had a football stadium and then built a campus around it because it's like it's right in the middle. Perfect. And, like, and, yeah. and, and, and it feels that way. All of that, uh, I mean, 40. 40- Two years is a really long time. Is it 41 or is it 42? It'll be technically 41. 41. Yeah, 41. 41 years. Okay, 40. Then that's not very long. Um, but 41 years is a really, really long time. Well, it was longer between, it was longer this time since the yeah, last right, one right. before 80. Yeah. And all of those things building up to potentially this. And listen, as I tried to emphasize in my piece, if Georgia does not win this game, they there will be other opportunities, and there like there will be other opportunities, and there will be other opportunities soon. Yeah, like, I think this, I think you're. I'm glad you brought that up yeah. because I think you're right. This is not the end. This is not. This is obviously not the end, unless we do something stupid and fire Kirby Smart. Yeah, but, it seems yeah. unlikely. Um, but cert, like, if they lose this game, even if they get blown out in this game, they're still going to be number two in the country in the next year. <laughs> like, like clearly, right? I, I can't imagine a situation where that. I mean. Other than the fact that we don't know which of the options at quarterback they will have next year, like they're going to be the number two team in the, in the preseason next year. I just I don't see any way they wouldn't be. And, That's probably right. And so, the like this is what they built is to have an opportunity to win it every single year. This is one of those years. Next year will be one of those years. After that will be one of those years. But of course, then eventually there's going to be twelve teams in the playoff and something weird could happen. Yep. And you don't like. You know, I mean, the more games you have to play, the more likely it is you lose. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, listen, here's a question. In 18, what, again, when we talked about how you might as well do it now, because we all thought of it as a start, right? Like, we're here earlier than we thought, but, you know, you might as well do it now. It's been four years, aiming back since. Aiming back since. Yeah. And this is the best team. This is a team that we all thought was going to be here. But... 
if you just said in 18, oh yeah, it was a bummer, obviously a killer loss, but man, this is just the start. We're going to do this again. But then it would be four years until they were back. In the playoff at all, I think would have been longer than we would have liked. Yeah, you know, I was driving around on Saturday with the boys in the car going back and forth to the golf course, and we were listening to the Notre Dame-Oklahoma State Fiesta Bowl. And Walker was in the back seat, and he just, we were listening, and I thought he was about to comment on the game. He was like, you think anybody's watching this game? I was like, what do you mean? It's the Fiesta Bowl, of course. He's like, but it doesn't even matter. They're not playing for a national championship or in the college football playoff. Who's he, Kirk Herbstreet? (laughs) (laughs) I know, I know, but, you know, I mean, that's kind of the real way of thinking about it. That's as honest as it gets. That's George's way of thinking about it. Yeah, it's as honest as it gets. This is it. Like, this is the whole, this is the whole, this is why... This podcast exists. This is why this is why Georgia football is such a massive deal. This is there are hundreds and hundreds of million dollars poured into this program. There, the, the university uh, thrived because of the football program. There, there, there were whole. You can make an argument that like major public policy was switched around to make sure that football happened. Like this is a big, big freaking deal, and this is it. Like this is the thing. It doesn't mean it's the end of it. It doesn't mean if they lose, it's not happening again. But like this is this is why we do all of this. Is this right here? Uh, it's exciting. It is very very exciting, and uh, I feel like we have appropriately guilted Scott for not being there. Oh my god, I'm gonna have to. I'm, <laughs> I should leave right now to drop Dave. <laughs> yeah, just cancel your flight. Oh, just drive. So much. It's all the feels. This is the real stuff. Man. It's the real stuff. This is so. the real stuff. Um, before we talk about yeah. your thing, we should talk about fun office pools just okay. for a second. Yeah. It should surprise no one. UJ Carey is leading. I haven't looked to see what's going to happen. If, uh, uh, and, uh, but I, I, I assume she's picked Georgia. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I if, uh, I guess there, it, there could be some changes, but I appreciate everybody that played. Sorry. I got in, in that so late. There's some things going on around, the start of bowl season that prevented me from getting that started earlier, but I think we ended up with like 75, 85 people. Um, and, uh, so thanks for doing that. Uh, but I just wanted to highlight, uh, you, Jay Carey. Been out poorly. There. My been son out there. beat me in our one-on-one bowl pool. Uh, so, well. sorry, dude. And, um, and then fancy football. Did you, Oh, I haven't sent out the championship thing yet. Yeah. The championship. So. By the way, the tanking thing, Screwed me over. Yeah. I'd have won the championship based on points. Also, he lost. I know. Team in the next I know. That's the that's the part about it that makes me angry. So he played me the last week yeah. uh, before the playoffs. Tanked. I, I guess potentially could have beaten me, but he tanked. Uh, but the next two weeks, I scored more than the person I would have played, and then the it was the first time we've ever had tanking in our fantasy yes. football league. There's no question. So, the fact that Gillen is the one that did it was not surprising. It's not surprising. Yeah, I'm not. Uh, but I finished fifth. So yeah. And you finished sixth, seventh, eighth, seventh, eighth. Okay, eighth. eighth. So, and, you, and Scott, Scott finished, finished somewhere beyond yeah. beyond that. He finished one thousand nine hundred ninety fifth. That's actually where yeah. he yeah. finished. So you got four or five pages of stuff written. So no, just just like two. Also, um, Georgia basketball moment. I was at the oh, game last yeah, night. They, Dude, that they, was crazy. That's like the best. That second half is the best they played all year. Like that's the best I've seen them play all year by far. And then and then they forgot to guard the guy like uh, again a wide open three pointer like I was weird like I didn't know why like why you, I was right in front of me that's right where my seats are yeah and he just right in front of me just joined the three pointer it is Creed uh, is listen he's saying quick, the right things real quick before like I don't this is the, this is the preview podcast that's the championship game I'm not going to waste much more time about college basketball 
But like it, after the Gardner Webb loss, you started to hear a lot of well, if if Josh Brooks cares about this college basketball program, he's got to fire again. Nine point five million dollars, seven point five three five million dollars. $3.5 million. And that's April 20th. April 6th. April 6th. It is. He's, it's happening. Obviously, he's going to wait. Like, listen, if the team somehow goes 18-2 in the SEC, <laughs> yes, then, then he will keep his job. But in any other context, it's clearly over. It would be a foolish decision to do that early. $4 million is $4 million. Now, what wouldn't be, a, that would, what would be a foolish decision would be to, to wait until then and then not have your person ready. Mm-hmm. Now, there's some notion about uh, Jarvis or Jonas, which is the one that's the... That's the that's, Jonas. Jonas is the assistant Xavier. Yes. He, was, he used to be an assistant here, I think. Yeah. And yeah. so there's a lot of people that want that. We'll see. I kind of feel like what Georgia needs is someone who can build... They need a Mark Fox. <laughs> they need to go back and get a Mark Fox to coach for like five or six Damn. years. And then you can do someone like that. They need someone that just like can dot the I's and cross the T's. And that's what they need. And I feel like Crean <clears throat> ended up being a flashier hire than I think Crean usually is. They just the wrong direction. Yeah, and I got... I got listen, we talked on the show. I like the Crean hire. Me but too. But I think Crean got obsessed with... When Anthony Edwards committed, he got obsessed with being like... And he just didn't build anything. And uh, but there, he's not going to be fired before. The, like I, I know I possess no inside information. But like he's there's he's not going. I mean, be fired. April sixth at nine a.m. He's gone. Yeah, and but and so what they need to do, and what Josh or whoever is running that, well, Josh is running it, but uh, is they need to have that person ready. There need to be. A, I'm sure there are already tons of back channels going on. There are lots of people eyeing. I get like whomever and, it is, and whoever that team that makes that improbable Sweet Sixteen run, yep, or is someone. But I think that that's what you're going to see. So, uh, that, but uh, noble effort. That was the best effort in uh, the best second half. Oquindo was awesome uh, in that game. How many dunks did he have? He had one incredible dunk that got him going. That yeah. was the thing that really got him going. But uh, yeah, tough loss, tough loss. But uh, not really because they're bad. <laughs> so when you're really bad, every loss can't be that tough. Yeah. This is this is like uh, this is like late Zook era, yeah, <laughs> Illinois yeah. or Florida? Illinois, well, probably yes. Florida. Yes, probably Florida closer. Remember, he was six and zero oh, his final year, in and Illinois. then he was, six and then he was six and six. What did Florida finish? What did they finish this year? Florida, uh, six and seven. Love it. Thank you, Scott. I appreciate. Enjoy that while we can. How bad was that LSU uh, Kansas State game last night? I want zero of that, (laughs) and the only reason I did is I am back in my work week and I am back working out, so I had to be up. It was bad. I do. I did enjoy, however, the Brian Kelly interview. I did too. Where he was very defensive. He was like, (laughs) "We don't have much of Boston. We don't have. We don't have much accent." Yeah, he said, "We don't have much of an accent." Yeah, Boston. So whatever we're talking about, but he was like very, very defensive. Definitively talking real Northeastern. Guys. <laughs> it was real Northeastern. It's not going to work. I got to be honest. It's not going to work. I am really disappointed Notre Dame did not hire Ed Ogeron even for a day <laughs> to do a South Boston accent. Uh, no. I mean, look, there's only two ways this ends. They win five national championships with him or he gets left on the side of the road yep. somewhere near Broussard. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Somewhere south of I ten, there is only two ways to end because there is at some point he's going to say something. The cage is going to be like, "I ain't putting it with your shit." Yeah, 
get out of my house yeah. or get out of my country club or get out of my whatever it is that people have there. <laughs> get off my yeah. Get off my luscious get water. Get off my levy. Yeah. My levy. Get, get off, off my, my gator boat. <laughs> no, it's like it's not gator boats. What's it called? The, the Air boat. gator. Air, Air boats. Yeah. But yeah. The, but there are gators underneath. Yes. Skimming over the top of their heads. <laughs> yeah. Right, what do you got for us, Scott? Okay, so this has been a very positive podcast so far. Has so far. I mean, very positive. We got predictions left. That's right. Um, and if, it's what's worth, just to close on that note, mm-hmm. uh, is it worth the one the words that we probably not said nearly enough on this podcast are Bryce and Young. <laughs> yeah. We probably not said them nearly. Like He's the Heisman Trophy winner, and he's freaking awesome. And... That mm-hmm. is worth keeping in mind that like he the guy is capable of pulling several rabbits out of several hats. So worth keeping in mind just to be a little downer before we get into that. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm gonna take us down a little bit more. Um because <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Georgia and Alabama are playing for the second time in the season. You're having the first time? Exactly. Uh so according to stats that were gathered from a college the college the football internets. database, the internets, the college football database. From 1950 to 2019, and before I talk about this, the I guess the the quote or the tweet that you see going around is sure is hard to beat a team twice in one season. You know that's that's kind of the I guess the the tenor of of Twitter of Georgia Twitter trying to pump them pump themselves up. But according to the College Football Database, from 1950 to 2019, there were 78 rematches. During the same season. In football? In football. Between 1950 and 2019. Really? That's a long time. Yeah, and there's probably some, some like conference championship games. Yeah. And like, yeah. Okay. So, 78 rematches during the same season. The winner of the regular season, or we'll say SEC championship game, won the rematch 44 times, which is equivalent to 56.4%. Okay. Um, and with some NCAA research from... 2019, uh, 20 of 33 conference championship games that were rematches resulted in a win for the team that also won the regular season game 60% of the time. So it's basically not true to say, I mean, sure, it's hard to beat the team twice, but it happens more than well, it I mean, doesn't. Generally speaking, when the team has won once, they've proven that they can do so. Exactly. And might just do it again. Yes. Exactly. And so this also extrapolates to the NFL because since the 1970 NFL merger, there have been 21 occasions where a team swept. And you know, in the NFL, uh, a lot of times, the, like in the divisions, they'll play each other twice. Uh, so there were 21 occasions where a team swept the opponent in the regular season and met for a third time in the playoffs. The team that had won both regular season games have a one-loss record of 14-7 and seven okay. in the third meeting. But, as always, there is a caveat to those. So there is an exception to this uh, trend that we have stated. The Super Bowl is an exception. There's been 14 Super Bowls which featured teams that met in the regular season. The losers of the first game are eight and six in Super Bowl rematches, including the Chiefs versus the Bucks, which happened last Super Bowl. The Bucks lost the regular season, but they won the Super Bowl. Yeah. So take that for what it's worth. By the way, that was the entire pregame and most of the first quarter. 
Yeah. Um, so I've, I've, I looked at two conferences, the Pac-12 and the SEC okay. um, for rematches. The Pac-12, since their inception of the game in 2012, has had seven rematches. The winner in the regular season is 6-1. and one. Really? Yeah, Ooh. the only outlier is uh, in 2014, yeah. Oregon, Arizona, regular season Arizona, the champion was Oregon. And that game was in... in um, it, yeah, it was probably Tucson, yeah. in... Yeah, probably in Tucson. Um, and then the SEC... <clears throat> There is that has happened seven occasions, 1999, 2000, 2001, which, okay, 1999, 2000, 2001, 2003, 2004, 2010, and 2017. The regular season winner is five and two in rematches in the SEC championship game. I love this question so much. One of them was, uh, yeah, tell me the two, tell me the two seasons. Well, Georgia was one of them. Yeah, 2017. Uh, 2002 was the other one. 2001. One? Was it one? One. Okay. Yeah. LSU. LSU over Tennessee. Over Tennessee yeah. because Tennessee had won the yeah. regular Was that the Derek Dooley? No. No. They lost that game because it was No, that was, um, I don't remember who LSU coaches was, but that was next to last season or, or third to last season. That was such a great fat visual. Remember when he thought they'd won and then they didn't, and he throws his headset. <laughs> yeah, you remember that. Yeah, um, you're so not, you're not going to get me in trouble, Miss Barbara. So, um, so really, don't buy into the the hype because the the stats don't don't bear it out. But it can it can happen. I mean, these are just statistics. It has really no bearing on the Georgia Alabama game, in my opinion, because so both do you teams. Have, do you have rematches in the national championship listed? I mean, has it happened other than Georgia, LSU, Alabama, LSU, Alabama, LSU, Florida, FSU, or oh, two right. I can think of? That's probably it. Because I remember when, when Florida, FSU happened, I was like, wow, this has never happened before. Not that I was counting. Yeah. It's worth telling to remind the way that the rest of the country is seeing this game. I wonder if we should take a big big look back on this. Like, the number of friends of mine that are like, oh, yeah, of course it's like it's weird. It's weird to be that team. By the way, it's weird that Georgia has elevated that. Place. Happy to be that team. Yeah, totally. But like the idea, of like wow, Georgia and Alabama are just so much farther than everyone else. When has that literally ever been said about Georgia? They're like, wow, they're just so much farther than everyone else. They say it like it's like, oh yeah, the Yankees and Red Sox have won six of the last seven titles. Here they go again. It's not Clemson. It's not Clemson, Alabama, right? Because where they were trading off the the, the titles yeah. over the years. Because Georgia hasn't actually won one yet. All, so. Although they could be in three years. Oh, could be. Right. I mean, listen, if, the, if if we do this again next year, if, if Georgia wins and we do this again next year, cheers, that'll be a good time. If Georgia loses and we do this again next year, it feels like a different circumstance. Yeah. So appearances by team. Um, this is the eighth year of the college football playoff, and there have been 32 slots. Eight times four. Yeah. Do we, do we, can we do it? Do you have all the teams? How many teams have participated? Okay. Let's, let's do. Let's do. Let's uh, name the teams. Okay, so uh, you start. Alabama, Clemson, Georgia, Washington, LSU, Oregon, Ohio State, Michigan, Michigan State, Cincinnati. There's three left. Three left. Okay. Hold on. Let me think. One of them has appeared four times. One has appeared twice, and one has appeared once. Somebody said Clemson. No, we've already been over that. Four times. 
Oklahoma. Oklahoma. LSU. That's LSU yet. We, you know, he said LSU. Damn it. Someone okay. with two appearances and one with one. Okay, so Oklahoma. Uh, we said Oregon. Mm-hmm. Um, USC? Nope. Okay. Huh. Um, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm filtering through. Um, I've said another Big Ten team. I don't think it's another Big Ten team. Is there another Big Ten team? They're kind of a Big Ten team, but they Did, can't figure out. Notre Dame. Notre Dame, right. Ugh. I and didn't then, think about them. And then yeah. one more with one appearance. One. Yeah. What conference? ACC. <laughs> you Florida State. Florida State. Florida State. Yeah. I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> Somebody besides Clemson? Somebody I forgot besides about. Clemson. I totally you forgot about, about the great Jameis. Uh, Jameis Winston. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm sorry. This is a visual medium, yeah, but yeah, I was yeah. throwing the ball back. He was doing the Jameis thing. Yeah, that, that was the first year. Yeah, yeah, it's amazing. I forgot about that. So in 2014. Last year was the first. Uh-huh. For the record, last year was the first college football playoff championship that I have not been Oh, wow. I've been at every single one of them except for that one. I've been at two. <laughs> so starting for the, for the college football playoff starting in 2014, can you tell me where it was? Okay. Can you, or list, tell me all the places. How many the, places has it been? Okay, one, two, three, four, it's five, six, seven. seven. Yeah. And this, this year will be eight. eight. So, so we won't, we won't so say Indianapolis. We know that. Okay, okay Indy. Um, uh, Glendale, Arizona. Santa Clara. Yeah, so we got the we've got Fiesta Bowl yes, because Glendale. back then it was oh, I'm sorry, Levi Stadium. Yeah, correct. Superdome. Correct. You got the Sugar Bowl. Yeah, Mercedes Benz. Correct. Peach uh, Bowl. AT and T Stadium. Dallas. Uh, yeah, Cotton Bowl, Dallas. Raymond James. Correct. I think that's it. No, that's six. No, we got one. We got one more. That's seven. Oh yeah, you're right. Where have I been? Let me just think. Um. Uh, I keep getting confused with the final four. Uh, Let's see. It was the one you didn't go to, Will. Oh, it was the one I didn't go to last year. Yeah. What was it? What was it last year? Last year? Orange Bowl. Orange Bowl. Oh, Miami. Right, right. Pro player. And then can you Our, tell me where it's going to be in 2022 and 2023? I can tell you 2022 is Los Angeles. Correct. 23 is uh, Allegiant in Houston. Correct. NRG, I think. NRG, Enron, Enron Field. No, that's baseball. That's baseball. <laughs> that is the site of the best, uh, the the best actual championship game I've ever been to. Uh, really? Still not topped, uh, which was Villanova, North Carolina. Oh, that game! Shot. God, truly the greatest Dude. game. I, Alabama, Georgia is right there. Alabama, Gordon Georgia, Hayward hits yeah. that shot against yeah. Duke, though. Yeah, oh, you weren't there. Though. I was. If he hits that shot, yes. Were I you was there? A, I was not okay. There. But Alabama, Georgia is right there. Uh, I would. Yeah. I, I would Who was the guy that hit that shot? Uh, um, Chris Jenkins. Chris Jenkins, yeah. And uh, and after the Archidacchio, Arch oh. Archidacchio. Oh my god! Truly the most amazing sports yeah, moment I've experienced. Cr- so Other nuts. than something personal like the Cards win the World yeah. Series, it's the most amazing. Is the it's the most. It was. It's crazy. It is crazy. I, I anytime I like during the pandemic when there were no sports. I, Yes, the pandemic's still going on, but in the early days of the pandemic, you'd uh, watch replays. Uh, that uh, that would just remind me of what it was like. Because remember, before that, North Carolina had made a crazy ass shot out of nowhere, like from like thirty four feet, just to tie the game. And the thing they held, they, they sent these uh, these uh, these seat cushions from the corporate champions, uh, the corporate uh, of the NCAA from Chrysler or whoever. And after that North Carolina shot, it was such a crazy shot that so many people like threw them in the air. And I was like, well, that's how awesome that shot was. And then like 30 seconds later, it was, it was the most, it's the most, I, I yeah. it is literally what sports is about. And it makes me so happy every time I think of that moment. 
Rebbe's Villanova's first title since 84. I have friends in Philadelphia that like like cried for weeks afterward. Maybe we'll have that. Tony might cry in five days. Oh my God. I will be. Here's a thought. Here's a thought. I'm a little afraid that, that one of us will die if this happens. Imagine if Georgia wins the national championship the way that Alabama won the national championship. Dude, God. we're totally doing it. We're, we're doing it on the spot. We're doing a Notre Dame style on the spot. Thing. Oh, I mean, if that happens, I mean, like someone, I mean, like it always reminds me. I have a good friend uh, who I watched the Cardinals win the World Series in 2006 with, and then we all got together on opening day 2007. It was the first time that anyone had seen each other since then, and it was weird. It was really awkward and strange, and we realized, well, I think we all got to like third base together the last time we saw each other. <laughs> 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 I feel like that's kind of how it will feel. It will feel like, oh, right, the orgy of Indy in, uh, in January 2022. It'll feel that way. There's no question. Well, and it is in Indianapolis. So um, just a little bit of just basic facts about um, Lucas Oil Stadium. And Tony can fill in the gaps because he knows a lot about Indianapolis. I've driven through there. Mm-hmm. So that counts. Kind of. um, it opened in August of 2008. It replaced the RCA Dome. It did. Um, the seating capacity is only 67,000, but it does have a retractable roof and a retractable window. I don't think those will both be open. Neither will I'm be sure open. It's going to be like it's 14 degrees. Yeah. Um, they've hosted the big, they've always hosted the Big Ten Championship game. They hosted Super Bowl. I wrote the actual Four Roman years numerals. Ago. Uh, 46. XLVI, yeah. Super Bowl 46. Uh, the Final Four twice mm-hmm. has been hosted there, and the Big Ten Basketball Tournament. Yeah, There's also been some concerts mm-hmm. at Lucas Oil Stadium. Oh, God. Uh, I saw, for the record, I saw Madonna perform at the halftime show of the Super Bowl that was at, at, at Lucas Oil Really? Stadium. I that, always assumed that... He's not talking about that. Yeah, I'm talking about like proper concerts. I know. Right. Just, like, I no, saw, that's cool. It's the one time I saw Madonna. Are you going to ask us to name I them? mean, if you could... I mean, let's see. There's, there's one... I've heard of all of them. Um, oh, Rolling Stones. No. Kenny Chesney? The Rolling yes. Stones never played. Kenny Chesney has played there the most. That makes what? sense. What? That makes yes. sense. Oh, he's a huge Colts fan. Yeah, I have to say, that does make sense. <laughs> and also sense. a huge Butler fan and a huge IU fan. And a huge Tennessee And a huge Balls. Tennessee fan and a huge Alabama fan. And he thinks he's a pirate. And a huge Red Sox fan. And probably wearing and a, a Rick Smith's hat. And a huge <laughs> New York fan and a huge... He's like the Titans Drake. fan. He's like the Drake. <laughs> and a huge Cowboys fan. Is he better than Walker Hayes? I mean, musically, yes. Yes, yeah. okay. I like his song, Back Where I'm I better, Came From. I'm better than musically than Walker Hayes. Yeah, yeah, yeah that yeah, Applebee like, song I, is I, really this, bad. This is obviously not my Ballywick, but I yeah. will take Kenny Chesney over Sam Hunt any day of the yeah. week. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so can you name anybody else? Uh, no more country singers have No more country singers. Uh, let's there. see. Well, I mean, it's a big stadium. Maroon about, 5. No, think about, uh, Will, you and I, you would have been in... Uh, eighth grade. I was in seventh grade when this band hit the scene. Backstreet. Eighth grade. Guns and Roses. Guns and Roses played. Yeah. There. Guns and Roses played there. Yep. Um, oh. oh, yeah. They're from. They're from. Well, Axel's from, from Purdue. Uh, West uh, West Lafayette. And then um, one of my favorite videos back when MTV played videos. One of my favorite videos of all time, uh, where you feel like they're about to get into trouble, and it has one of the best uh, guitar. Uh, lead-ins uh, ever. Beastie uh, Boys? Almost. Uh, not not really almost, but back in the same era. Not almost. Um, they're on a rooftop. Oh, 
Um, you too. You too. When the streets have no, streets that have video no used to make me nervous because you know they like got busted. I mean, that's literally just. Uh, is mean, it a takeoff of what the Beatles did? Beatles, yes. Okay. I mean, this is. I mean, and, look, but in LA, you guys yeah. should not be surprised. Surprised that these big bands have played here. It's a huge stadium. Yeah. It's like I'm not surprised. I know. Like because like, the thing about Indianapolis too, it's important to remember. You talked about being a great place to host events. Like it's it's better. Like it's better than hosting events in St. Louis is. Chicago is actually pretty far. Like there's a lot of the country that Indianapolis is the ideal place. It's to called the Crossroads of America. Yes, it's not the Gateway. That's it. That's yes. So, and you also have Taylor Swift has played there. The okay. Swifties went there, and then uh, Harry Styles when he was with One Direction. One Direction. I don't know. That's right. I have teenage yeah, daughters. I know. So you sing a uh, sing a couple bars from Watermelon I Sugar. Not. I will not. <laughs> um, so I will say that. Um, so in the 2018 or 2017 championship, 2018, uh, we got to see a live concert from Olympic Park. Mm-hmm. Uh, was that, who's that? I don't remember who that was. Quavo, maybe? No. Kendrick Lamar. No, it was Kendrick, Kendrick Lamar. Lamar. We're going to get to see a, um, a video release of Katy Perry and some person I've ever heard of. Um, from like our building? I <laughs> hope so. Um, that's still not our building. I like it. Like that's still better building. than Walker. It really has changed my whole. <laughs> now that I'm, now that I'm coming back to the so same place, dude. As Tony. When you say because so here's how this happened. When when we got here, I was like, "Well, where are you staying?" I was like, "I don't know, some somewhere close." So we like compared notes, and was like, "Oh, he's like, I'm staying I'm on the fourth floor, and you're on the twelfth. I'm on the twelfth floor, <laughs> yeah." So. Uh, and I'm, it's, it's my wife and I and Wayne and Tiffany and we're going to be there. So it's just me in there though. To be honest, the number of friends of mine that I know from Columbus that are like staying at hotels 45 miles away, if they win, they're staying on the floor of my Airbnb. Yeah. I have absolutely no doubt. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. so last question, um, it was released that, um, the orange bowl was the most watched college football game of the season with 17.2 million. What do you think the number that this game pulls. Do you think it's equal, less, or more? Oh, it's more. Okay. Way more. I mean, New Year's Eve, the numbers were down yeah. 2 million viewers. Because I think just because it was on New Year's Eve. Yeah. yeah. And it was uh, also a blowout. 22, right. 23? Yeah. I, 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 right? I know that like, Stu Mandel wrote about this in his piece this week about how he knows a lot of people are disappointed by this matchup. Just because they feel like it was like preordained or something, but like again, it's, also, it's the two best teams. It's also weird because again, this is why I, I talked about the Clemson Alabama thing. Like when Clemson Alabama were playing every year, they had actually both won one. So it's yeah. just like if like I can see being bored with that. Yeah, it's a big freaking deal if Georgia wins this well, game. So until like, until Clemson won the first one, it had been yeah, eighty one, right, 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 which was right, right. the year after Georgia, right? So certainly, uh, I I have to like people are going to be into this game. Like the, the storylines. I mean, you can't. If it's incredible like, storyline. If you right. like college football, you have been talking about either Georgia or Alabama, and probably both, every single day of the since for years. Like this, and it's all, and this is the central storyline. This has been the whole thing. This is, and this is a big thing in sports, right? Like for a long time, Belichick couldn't beat Parcells, right? right? Like, like this is always, until he did. Yeah, and this is always the whole thing. It is it, when you add in the fact that Georgia is. Like, you know, we talked about doing the long-suffering fan bases, but, like, whenever I did the rankings of this, it was always Georgia and Michigan, one and two. Yeah. Like, they are the ones that have, I think Georgia's generally won, but, like, this it's it, this is not like Georgia Clemson after Clemson. I mean, Alabama Clemson after Clemson just won. Like, this is a huge, huge, huge deal, and it's going to be a massive, massive that- story, not just in among our people, if Georgia wins this game. 
It's people actually, know that. It's actually Alabama Clemson before Clemson won. Yeah. 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 I think that's right. Also, I would argue it's a little bigger just because the the connection between the Kirby two programs. And, yeah. And, and, and program. Also, my Michigan people send me my Sheboygan blood orange. <laughs> I won the bet. <laughs> Michigan people were cool about it. I thought. They yeah. No, they handled it really well post game. Cool. So cool. I, I do have to tell one quick story uh, at the tailgate. Uh, so my 16 year old daughter badly wants to be a red coat. And if she gets to Georgia, which she will be, um, but there were some Michigan fans around and they are, you're right. They are emotional. They're yeah. an emotional bunch. Um, so some of them were trash talking to us and I'm not, it's not, that I'm not a good trash talker. I'm just not, un- I'm unwilling to engage. Right. right. I'm a conciliator and I just, my, well. my, my, my take is we're all there to have fun. Mm-hmm. Whoever wins wins. I, I am not a better person because Georgia wins. I will be this time. <laughs> but I'm not a worse person if Georgia loses, right? I am not the person. I, I take it very seriously, but it doesn't affect. I mean, it, it doesn't affect who I am as a person. So some Michigan fans were biased tailgating. And my 16-year-old daughter, who is a normally very quiet person but extraordinarily confident, looked at the Michigan fans after they talked for a few minutes and said, well... Ohio State band's better. <laughs> At which point I stood up and stood between between them and her because I knew exactly what she had said. <laughs> she had no idea. It was amazing. I was so proud of her. <laughs> Look, this is this is the daughter that um, after she called her brother an idiot, I had to pull her aside and was like, dude, you can't call people names. Why? But because sometimes, I mean, if people call you names, do you ever think they're right? She's like, no, never. I was like, okay, first off, I'm mad at you. Second off, I'm going to give you a hug yeah. because you're amazing. It's also her brother. She's like, well, he is an idiot. He <laughs> is an idiot, but she is she is absolutely like she is um, – I just – there's she is absolutely able to hold her own at a college football playoff game <laughs> against another fan base. So I, I might have misestimated her by not taking her to Georgia, Florida, but we'll rectify that next year. <laughs> So we Are we ready picks? to do this? Are we ready to do this? No, I'll God. go first. Okay, so, so you go first. I'll go second. Um, so before the Orange Bowl game, uh, we were all <laughs> getting ready to go over to our friend's house where we watched the Rose Bowl game. Um, so we figured it was good luck. It was good are, luck. Are you watching the National Championship there? No, we're going to watch it here. I like I liked the video. Yeah, where, the little, yeah, it was great. The where the right was. It was just a little yeah. different because it wasn't as... Yeah. Uh, I, well, I, my boys asked me, like, well, aren't you going to... It was like, the first three minutes. It was. <laughs> they were, yeah, they were like, aren't you going to... like?" talk and and you know no. explain no. i was like no you can't make the same video twice that's yeah. bad form you'll learn one day um <laughs> so before we went we were packing up all of our stuff. provisions stuff and and, and stuff. uh seltzers that jennifer was gonna pound mainly, mainly our bourbon yeah well yeah she yeah i've had to buy a couple of extras because jennifer takes nips mm-hmm. on tuesday nights but uh that's not the story I'm telling. Um, but before we went, we, I, though it's a story, I will be following It's a story up on. I will Respect. be following. Respect. Yeah. Um, so we were all getting ready to leave. And so I was like, I got an idea. Let's make score predictions. And we were going around. I don't even know what I predicted. I, I think I said 41 31, which is what I said on the podcast. And it almost was 41 um, if they'd scored that extra touch. Some more. Uh, some more. Um, but Jennifer threw some something out. She was like, I think it's going to be 29 to 11 or something wow. like that, like Georgia. And then the boys started laughing. And I was like, why are you laughing? And she was like, why are you laughing? 11. And the bo- boys were like, 
11. Nobody scores 11 in football games. You got to really Was like that Scorigami? No. Well, it might have been for an orange ball, but they were they were chastising her for picking 11 Such because it's so hard. You're supposed to mansplain your mom. So hard to get to 11. <laughs> They'd have to make a two-point conversion or a safety and then Michigan scored 11 and when she found that out, she didn't care that Georgia had scored 34. <laughs> she just cared the fact that she predicted 11. For the so losing upstairs, we have to make fun of the boys. Yes. <laughs> That's <laughs> right. Um, so, going with that line of thinking, um, 11-11, this 11-11. is not going to be your standard no. twenty-eight to no. fourteen, twenty-eight to seventeen game. You know, we've said enough on this. I don't have to tell you that Zamir White's going to score from five yards out on a toss sweep, or maybe Chris Smith will ha- book in the season and have another pick six. I don't know. He is eligible to play. He has to sit. He had to sit out the second half. Chaz Chambliss has to sit out the first half for that bogus uh, targeting call. But anyway, he was tackling the guy. Uh, anyway, it's going to be a unique score this time. Can so, I interject? I yeah. hope he gets to play in the second half. I do hope he gets to play in the second half. That would be good um, because he's oh, very bad. Thirteen. Well, true. Yeah, right. True. We're really good. Very really bad. bad. So I've got a number in my head of one score being standard and one score not being standard. I don't know how they get to it, but I think Georgia wins 32-28. Wow. All right, my turn. Um, I really am kind of sweating. You have three jackets okay. on. Listen, listen. I'm preparing for Indianapolis. Your starting, your starting point is I'll see it when I believe it. Yeah, and I, I uh, believe I see it. And we really have not talked about Bryce Young enough on this. He is. You can make an argument he's the best player on the field. And you know the question is not can they make things tough on Bryce Young? I think they clearly will. But can they make things tough on him to where he? gets listen he's already doing so much for them the question is can you make him do so much that he starts making mistakes uh or more to the point can you put him in a situation where he's like he was at the end of the auburn game which for the record he came through but it's one thing to come through against auburn when they've inexplicably stopped blitzing uh can you also do it against georgia um, as you can tell from the tone of this podcast, um, I find myself, uh, it feels that Michigan game is a hard thing to get out of your mind. Like that was, if Georgia plays like they did against Michigan, they'll win this game. And I think they'll win by 10. Um, but I also think they're going to get more resistance clearly than they got from Michigan. And it it's hard. It's weird to say, like, well, if it comes down to a battle of quarterbacks, because it sounds like an like an insult to Bennett, who I'm fully on board with now. Like, it's hard. I don't know how you can look at the Michigan game and be like, I don't know, man. Should he be the quarterback? <laughs> yeah, he's freaking awesome. Like, like he's great. And, uh, but I think Bryce Young. The question is whether Bryce Young is special in the way that Tua was special, or Hurts was special. Uh, and if it comes down to it's a four-point game and Bryce Young is driving late, uh, what happens? Um, if that happens, they, I, I, I think Georgia wants to avoid that <laughs> is probably the best way to put it. And um, I think they can. But um, I 
will believe that Georgia has beat Alabama when I see Georgia beat Alabama. I'm going to say uh, Alabama 31, Georgia 28. Um, you, guys, you guys all knew I was doing it. Yeah. Again, I can't stop now for crying out loud. So if you've listened this far in the podcast, we appreciate it. <laughs> um, also, this is the one I hope. I, I assume this is the one. They're it's three hundred. So yeah, three hundred. Where are our balloons? You you probably understand that there are a couple things I think Georgia is going to do or try to do. The first is I think Georgia is going to. I my ordinarily place when an offense like tries all the crap is that they are desperate. That might be the case if Georgia's offense tries a bunch of crap, but I think some of it will be successful. Um, as I said earlier, do not be surprised. We see a triple option or some sort of crazy rollout toss sweep thing because uh, I think that's a possibility. Offensively. Uh, offensively, um, Defensively, I think we're going to see early the same things that we ran against Alabama. So rushing four with a stunt or two here, but if, and when that does not work, do not be surprised when we bunch the line and bring pressure with four or five from different locations. Do not be surprised if you see Jordan Davis covering somebody tight end, not, <laughs> not Williams, not Williams, but you see Jordan Davis cover somebody or drop back on zone coverage in the middle. Um, I think Stetson Bennett will do enough in this game. I, I think Bryce Young is absolutely a potential difference maker. I think we can get to him more. Um, the bad news is is that I don't think whatever it was we did to get to a 10 nothing lead is replicable enough to make it a 20 nothing lead. The good news is, is I think Will misses his flight. And he and I drinks until the very early in the morning, and Georgia wins this game, thirty-four thirty. So we're all around the same. The before sunset. Yeah. So it's flight. Baby. Yeah, it's great. It's you know the great part about this is like the range. Uh, the range of options here is Georgia wins by twenty-five in or by seventeen in Alabama wins by seventeen, right? Um, and, and as I think about this game. I uh, obviously I just told you what I think is going to happen. Are you making another prediction? No, I'm not making oh. another prediction. I'm just saying that they Chad, these prediction. two teams, Chad's predictions. These two teams are so closely aligned, but that's why we hired Kirby Smart, right? Um, there is no doubt, and I will not pretend like that. Uh, Bryce Young, as much as I love Stetson Bennett, uh, it, did, did Kirby just text us? No. Uh, as much as I love Stetson Bennett, there's no doubt. <laughs> I hope not. I hope he's busy. Right? <laughs> I, there's no doubt that Bryce Young is a better, objectively a better football player than Stetson Bennett. Um, across the board beyond that, though, I don't know that there's a better football player on Alabama's too deep than Georgia's too deep. And I could point out several places where Will Anderson might be the exception with Adam Anderson. Well, Will, not Will Anderson. Will, yeah, Will Anderson. Will Anderson with Adam Anderson out. Do I got that right? Correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. With Adam Anderson out, that I think Will Anderson also is better. It's interesting. We've gone an hour and 44 minutes and not talked about him. Um, 
but we neutralized him for the most part the first time, and I feel comfortable. He wasn't a major factor. We're gonna have we're gonna have a plan for that. Um, so I think that well, you went on a, a fairly long um, thing about Georgia in fifteen. Georgia has closed that gap, and I would posit that Georgia is a better across the board football team talent wise. I think this is a game where. Kirby Smart shows that he and his coaching staff has closed the gap against Nick Saban. So this is getting serious. Yeah. So to lighten the mood as we end this podcast, what are we, we going to play? We got a question. From, oh, cool. We didn't awesome. ask for it, but yes. we did get a question. We appreciate from that. A listener. Um, this is from Timothy Watts. Nice. Out so in California, right? He, he asked a bunch of questions, but I, I picked one because of time. <laughs> Um, that I think is appropriate, especially for me as well, because I hadn't thought of this, and I would like to know your answer to this. Will, not as much. Thanks. But you'll understand when I read the question. Uh, So Timothy asks, I would give most things to be tailgating, hunkering with a crew, but my family is hunkering at home. Any suggestions for game time, food, and beverage on a Monday night? So if you're – if I mean, look, if you're at home – I think the, Tim's in California, right? Correct. I mean, the hard part about it is you're like trying to get home from the game. I'm trying home from work to get to the to right. watch the game, right. right? So, do not feel bad about getting whatever wing place you like, whatever food you like. Bring it to the house and make sure that you have plenty of it. Uh, the great part about being on the West Coast, and I've talked about this before, is that 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 game, no matter what time it ends, it's, it, it ends at a time that's totally reasonable for you, <laughs> right. right? Because I remember when I was traveling to the West Coast back in the aughts, uh, you know, watching a lot of those North Carolina State, South Carolina Thursday night games, and it being over in time to go out to the casino. Um, so whatever you feel comfortable with. Look, if you're on the East Coast, if you're in the Eastern time zone. Uh, if you're someone like me who's going to be grilling. Yeah. Having people I would over. go. I would say this is not something you want to like. It's funny. Like this. I like to drink at games. We all like to drink games. Yeah. This feels like you want to be careful. Like there's a lot going on. Yeah. Go, go slow. Treat like August. Slow Sanford yeah. Stadium. Yeah. August, late yeah. August. Yeah. Because of course, if they I'm win. Right. Yeah. Right. Because if they win, you're going to want some space. Post game. Yeah. You need to right. have some room in the back end. That's so a great I point. Would, I would go light. Yeah. I would go light. If they And if they lose, you'll You're going to want some room. Yeah. yeah <laughs> yes. Yes. Exactly. Or you go to bed. So, uh but yeah. So, would go. you smoke meats if you're here in uh, Athens? I mean, if I'm Amish, yeah, I'll smoke meat. Um, no, what? Uh, <laughs> smoke some meats. Um, or would you say if you're, hey, if you're not working? If you're not working on Monday, it's perfectly fine to smoke meat. It's going to be cold here in Athens. True. I mean, it's going to be like like the high in Indy is going to be 24. It's going to be cold. It's going to be in the low teens post game. Mm. So. If if you're willing to smoke meat here in Athens, yeah, get after it, man. I'm always I'm always an advocate for that. But school's still happening on Tuesday. School's still happening so. on Tuesday. I think they'll be a little forgiving on Tuesday. I feel like they weren't last time. I feel yeah, like I hope, I hope, yeah, I hope my students understand why I'm not there. <laughs> All right, everyone. We've made it this far. Uh, as I said before, we'll, uh, I'll see you on the other side. I'll see you at 301, guys. <laughs> All right, uh, be safe out there. Everybody enjoy the game. Uh, we will do. We will have a, a post game show in one format or another. Uh, but uh, here we go, guys. Everybody, be safe out there. Be careful and uh, go, dogs. 
See y'all in Indy and go dogs. And thanks so much for listening. Make sure to follow us on Twitter at WSLS Podcast. Send us your photos and thoughts and feelings from Indianapolis if you're going to be joining Will and Tony up there. And go read the full article that Will wrote, and it's on Medium. I'll link it in the show notes of this episode and a couple other things linked in this episode. So check those out. Safe travels to Indy for all you road dogs. Bring back a national championship. Good luck. We'll see you on campus. And go dogs. Go dogs.